You know the just by now spoilers. Pretty nice little. I unfortunately opened my beer earlier, so I will not be able to join you in the pleasures of no, opening. I'm not a doing beer this bottle. again. I don't want this to be a thing. You don't want what to be a thing. thing. You're <laughs> the beer opening. Why? Well, I, I, <laughs> in my house, it is tradition now. I open the oh, beer once man. I hit record. Uh. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is Twofold Podcast. And today, or rather these two weeks, I will be your host. My, my name is Jake. <laughs> and with me is my cousin. I am your cousin. <laughs> and yeah, your, what's your, your radio voice is hilarious. What's I'm your name? Come on. I'm so, Tim. Ah, and Tim, and who, who else is with us here today <laughs> to talk about movies? It is I, Phil. Brother Phil. Brother Phil. That's, that's who You're I welcome. am. I'm here. We're here again. Hey, everybody. Cousin hey. Tim and Brother Phil. Exactly. And I am Brother Jake We're and here. Cousin Jake. <laughs> welcome to the show, everyone. Yay. Um, it's another, another, another week, episode. another episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, another second week. Ha <laughs> mm-hmm. ha. What's, yeah. what's happening? Well, uh, nothing much. <laughs> nothing much. <laughs> nothing much. Huh? Nothing much. Tim, we, 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 we watched some movies, didn't we? Yeah, didn't we? we? We did. We yeah, did. We watched some movies. You'd yeah. think that's what well, the podcast is about. We did. We, look, look. Uh, so how, <laughs> wait, we didn't talk about this whole... How no, we did going to be about this, Jacob? <laughs> yeah, I know. This, <laughs> is, brutally, this is very different you're the, now. You're the host, so it's, it's yes. just your call. Uh, I'm going to be pretty brutally honest, that is. So these past two weeks, um, well, we're trying to cycle where each of us is the host for every episode. And then we, you know, uh, revert and do it again. So if it's Tim, then Phil, then me, then Tim, then Phil, then me. And this two weeks was uh, my my job to be uh, the host. And, uh, you know, just going to say, first of all, August, not the best. Not the best month, especially the end of August. Well, if you're wuss. Picking out movies. Then, then it is. Because yes, I mean, there were, there this were two is accurate. awesome movies that I would have picked out. But unfortunately, um, it is. Mm. Yeah. It's not, yeah. it's not preferred. But it's one true. day, one day I'll get you. I mean, <laughs> but I will want to see that uh, black and white film. Yes. That's true. That's true. But uh, what was it? What like? black and I, white film? You mean The Lighthouse? The Lighthouse. Yes. The thing the that we've been, I think, like for the past like two episodes, Tim's been, you know, talking did about I, that, getting did excited I about it. it? Because like that's all I know. I think we mentioned it off air. Mm, so the yeah, first I think time. it was. I think it was off the air. But I am really looking forward to. I'll to definitely go watch <laughs> the lighthouse. And so yeah, I had to pick a movie, and I was just like, you know, it's so hard. What is there? <laughs> and then first of all, we wanted to go watch Dora the Explorer. <laughs> yes, that would have been brilliant if all three of us could go. Sadly, unfortunately, cousin Tim would have to uh, wait. Did not have it in the local two or cinema. three more weeks. I know, right? Fedora. That's so weird. So basically, the cinema schedules, uh, the way they release these movies is that for us here in Croatia, oh, they've been having um, Dora the Explorer for the past who knows how many weeks already, right? Really? It started in August. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, it opened when the American one opened. Huh. But for some reason, Slovakia, which is just like a country away. Just north. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in, in Austria away. And Austria yes. away. You go through or Austria, Austria away, to, away. Get to get to Slovakia. No, they're not so, going to yeah. show it. They're not going to want to do that. They, they're they waiting until what? September or something? Wake me up 
when September starts. I don't know when children go to school. I have no idea. Wouldn't, wouldn't you want to children to go see this movies? Because especially like, before school, you know, adventure. Yeah, you can yeah. go during the day. Like watch door like a thousand times. Exactly. But and, that uh, wasn't to be. And nope, by that, that time, we, we thought that it's not going to be popular anymore. And hey, no one's no. talking about it anymore. I haven't heard about it since hey, uh, it came out. Luckily, so there we go. you know, I didn't have a um, companion film I could think of. You know, first of all, I was thinking if we're due Dora the Explorer, you know, I would love to pair it with some movie that I like and that might be a little more serious we could talk about. But then mm. I realized that the only movie I, <laughs> I would have picked is like Jumanji. <laughs> but Jumanji! The old one, the old was, one right. But I was thinking, if we did watch Dora, there was this movie that came out a couple of years ago about the explorer who went to the jungle. It was like, I guess it was a serious movie, you know? I mean, you could just I mean, maybe. Same Which theme, one? Do you but, remember the name? Uh, I don't know. It was it was the guy. It's one of the guys from the second movie we watched today. The guy. The, the blonde mm. man with the beard. He's placing it. Charlie something. Charlie oh, Alba. The man with the beard. I'll check it out while we talk. Maybe I'll, <laughs> I'll find it. Yeah, so then, you know, that that was scratched off the list. Then I was like, well, uh, there's this movie called The Kitchen, which I never even heard about in my life. <laughs> and I saw on the list, and I, I watched the trailer. I'm like, oh, yeah, this movie doesn't, so great. Look, doesn't look uh, interesting. But the upside of that would have been that I could pair it with my movie that I brought today. And oh. then we're thinking like, you know, hmm, there seems to not be something that because I really wanted to show you guys my companion film. I was thinking, what could we pair this movie with? And so what we discovered was there is a film that loosely connects to my companion film. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And guess what, mm -hmm. boys? You won't believe it. I discovered just mere minutes ago that this is directed by (laughs) the same same director, by the way. Jacob, I can't believe it. That was like a coincidence. Yeah, I thought you. I thought you picked it because it's the it's the J C Chandor and um, Oscar Isaac show today. No, we 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 were looking at the actor Oscar Isaac, and mm-hmm. we're like, oh yeah, that's 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 the same guy. But when I watched the movies and I saw the the, the name again of the yeah, record, me I'm like, too. Oh, yeah. What is this? What I is was this? like, oh, <laughs> this is and hilarious. he also wrote it too. What? Wrote, this is a coincidence. This is what is such this? a perfect coincidence. And I couldn't wow. believe it. And I was also a little bit surprised that that was the fact. True, which true. Which we'll get into later in the episode. Oh, yeah. The movie was The Lost City of Z. Sorry. Lost City of what? Lost City of Z. A true life uh, drama centering on a British explorer, Colonel Percival Facet, who disappeared while searching the mysterious city of Amazon in the Amazon. Oh, this is the the lost. Person. Yeah, yeah. This oh, is, that's that movie. I was like, what, wait, were you watching a different movie? No, no, no. <laughs> I was just the pair up with the door, explore, the explorer. Sorry, Sorry. Okay. I barged into the conversation from the previous <laughs> conversation. And so here we are with these two films. Here we are. Fate, uh, coincidence, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but before we begin. I would love to drink this beer I have. So yeah, I've true. been waiting. Let's I've been discuss. holding my 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 beer so, in my hand, and I haven't tried it yet because so I've been tell waiting. Us, tell us what what fine drink are you drinking today? Okay, so I think me personally, I um, I'm not like you guys where I feel like getting a beer all the time. So I would have been completely fine with ordinary tap water again. Mm-hmm. But Jake was at the store just the other day, and he called me. In a meeting, when I was in a meeting, and he was yeah, like, what beer do you want? And I was like, get whatever. And he got me whatever. And what he got me today was this thing. Uh, it's called a, Bel- it's a Belgian Wittbier. 
Weissbier. Yes. What is this? Uh, Weissbier is like wheat. Yes, it's the name is Bielo, which is um, in Croatian, and it's from a craft place called Primaris. Hmm. What Primarius. does Bielo mean? White. It's true. You didn't explain that. Racist. It means so it's white. A racist beer. Yeah. It is. And so I didn't try it, so I'm going to try it. <laughs> the, there, there, I thought that oh, that Phil went out mm, by himself. It's very and, alcoholic. And got himself some beers for the sake of the podcast. And here yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah, it turns out Jake caught him during during a call. <laughs> I saved you, buddy. I saved you. Saved, yeah, yeah. So Tim, tell us what fine drink are you drinking? Um, well, I, I went with uh, the classic brand, not the brand, uh, the craft brewer that, that I have been enjoying for years now. They're like the mm. brew dog of Europe, Mikeller. I love their beers. Mikeller. Mm, they have Mikeller. the little illustrations always on the covers and they have hilarious names and I like their uh, flavors. And my favorite beer of all time, they make it. It's <gasps> the, wait, do they make it? I think they do. <laughs> I think they do. Yeah, it's the Mother Puncher, the Mastodon beer. It's ah. a sour, and it's Mastodon. Mm. Oh, it the sour Mastodon, man. the band. So, um. yeah. So, what I'm drinking here right now is called Hazy and Sally. And this is the most convoluted <laughs> beer type that I've ever seen. So, get ready. Okay. This is a double dry hop New England style pale ale. No. <laughs> and and, and let, me, let, me, let me taste it. <laughs> Let me taste it. Let us listen. It tastes like a beer. Like a beer. Anything That's more? usually what Anything beers taste like. No, no, like. It, 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 it tastes pretty Europey. You know, like a, like grassy. Mm-hmm. Grassy kind of uh, kind of beer. Not not so hoppy. More bittery. Well, speaking but of I like which, it. I too have uh, a similar beer. Mine is actually a collaboration beer. Collaboration beer. Between the Croatian beer, brewery oh, Zvajska Pivovara, which is like Dragon um, Brewery, and good. Pinta. And it seems like Pinta is from, it says their extension is .pl, so I guess Poland. Poland. Yep. And their, their collaboration is a Dragon's Pint. This creamy northeast... A New England. <laughs> is this New a dragon England. reading it? <laughs> yes, this creamy New England IPA is brewed in collaboration with Brewer. Brewer. Oh, they misspelled Brewer. Pinta. So I guess creamy New England IPA. And let's take mm. a sip. <laughs> From a respectable Brewer. This is the uh, brewing uh, portion of the podcast. Yeah, it is. It's good oh, that I put um, time notes so in case you're not interested in that, well. you can skip. Ah, really? Grassy. Grassy. Grassy dragon. I feel like I'm drinking grass in the beer. meadows, the fresh meadows of the Californian. <laughs> it was going <laughs> California mm, grassy Californian fields. Excellent. So Whoa. let's move Sorry. on to our cream of the crop uh, of the show. The meat of the what matter. is the cream of the crop? Let's talk about triple frontier. Oh, where's the cue to play theme song? Beautiful. Yeah. Oh so boys, yeah. So boys, um, oh yeah. You all, wa- all watch the movie, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is, and this is this is a non-theatrical release. I think. No? Well, there was. A, I mean, it was released in theaters. a few theaters before Selected it was released theaters. on Netflix. Ben Affleck's personal cinema at home <laughs> with a few friends. So 
I read a little bit about this movie. Uh, cool. I read about this movie Tell us. 15 minutes ago. <laughs> and I learned that there was a lot of complications to get this developed. And then it was developed. <laughs> Fantastic. Wow. Riveting. Riveting. Yes, what yes, are these um, complications? Were they trying to like, there was find a different director a, attached. someone to publish it? Oh. Uh, there was different uh, actors attached. There was even Will Smith at one point attached to this project. Mm. Isn't like Will Smith attached to anything at one point? Isn't that like, <laughs> you know, it's possible. There was a- <laughs> anything except the Matrix. Well, he was attached to it. Oh, he just said no? He's just like, no. Yeah, he just said, nah. Wild, like, wild west. Like That's the thing I want to do. And, um, oh, yeah. It turns out then that uh, the director of the same director of our companion film became the chosen director. Yeah, J.C. Chander. That's his name. J.C. Chander. Well, well, this is our first Netflix movie, so here's the here's the Netflix movie theme song. Netflix movie, we watch it today. I like Yay! it. It's nice. I love I it. I wish we could just save that for the future. It's a wonderful little, little Netflix movie. So, so do you guys want to know about this movie, the premise? Yeah, I think happens? the audience probably hasn't seen this. It's true. So I, I wanna, I wanna, this one's easier to tackle, I guess, premise-wise. So, so wanna, go ahead. You want to premise it? No, no, you Jacob, you're, you're the host. host. Fine, stop, I was hoping stop, to just stop delegating. Attach it. <gasps> my guitar is falling. <laughs> I can delegate. If I'm the host. Maybe I can delegate to my guests. Uh, so the plot of this film, and maybe you guys can help me out here because I wasn't sure about this, is that there are a couple of ex-military or yeah, ex-U.S. military uh, veterans who you know serve their country their buddies they, they knew each other they knew each other they did a lot of things um they were you know warriors but they have this mentality where like you know if they uh, have to kill people on uh, the mission field like you know sometimes you just have to do that you know that kind of like mentality and uh these buddies okay. one of the main characters yeah is trying to uh, uh, uh get all his buddies together you know bring back the old team they're all kind of retired they're all in the civilian world he wants mm-hmm. to get these guys to to join him on some kind of a mission for them to uh, basically kill this this drug lord down in South America, right? And he's okay. hoarding a bunch of money, lots yes. of drug money. And he has this house that's filled with money. And the house is actually lined with money. And our main character... Is, has been trying to hunt this guy down for years, but he couldn't. He couldn't make a difference, you know, because he's you know blocked by legal things, by you know institutions, um, the police, the military, things like this. And so he's like, "Hey guys, what if we actually go down there, take this guy out, and take some of the money for ourselves? Yeah, go down so and actually make a difference." And did we, they actually yeah, say it was Colombia? I don't know. That's a really good question. Because I don't. Th- I don't think they were specific. Let's go to the jungle. And our yeah. main character, Jason. What's his name? Is his character's name is Jason? I don't know. The actor. <laughs> Jason. What's the oh, actor? the actor. Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. All right, I'm mixing Jason. Jason Isaac. It's a different actor. <laughs> That's a different, <laughs> different than Hello to Jason Isaac. <laughs> I love that it's like our tie, uh, the same actor in the movies. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> you don't know his last name. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Jason Isaacs. I mean. Um, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Who's Oscar Jason Isaacs? Who's Jason Oscar. Isaacs? He's a British actor. Um, is he the Draco Malfoy? Of yes, yes, he is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so not Draco, father of Malfoy. <laughs> father. Father, yeah, yeah. Malfoy. Lucius, Lucius. Yes, Lucius indeed. Malfoy. But, but uh, Oscar Isaacs, he's kind of the initiator of this, of this plan. Isaac. This, this little heist, if you will. Or big yep. heist, really, if you think about it. And eventually he gets everyone to agree and they go down. They go down to South America. But, uh, you know, 
things get tense. So their plan is to steal the money. They're stealing the money before the drug lord can find out that they well, stole it. I wanted to ask you this because I wasn't sure is that were they planning, they were working with some kind of agency, right? Uh, Oscar Isaacs was working with some agency. Did he, was he planning to do part of this legally and part of it illegally or fully legal? I don't know. He, he, he was illegal. lying. He was basically, um, you have, um, you know, you have the pol- police of whichever country that is. And, and here's the thing. I, I've watched a lot of Narcos and the movie Sicario. Mm. So this is, <laughs> I'm an expert on these things. I've spent okay, three seasons of Narcos with such things. And basically, uh, Oscar Isaac, he's, he's ex-military and he's working as a consultant to the police, whichever country they were in, who are uh, catching criminals. Now, you have the DEA who can send people like into these countries and work as a, con- as a consultant, but they're like legally there, and CIA agents as well. But he's doing, not like illegally, but he can't shoot any people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's just there mm. to consult the military how to do their actions and how to, you know, provide uh, kind of strategies and how to catch all these criminals. Mm-hmm. And I guess he's doing it as a passion because he was really passionate of catching this sort of Pablo Escobar kind of person who's like the main yeah. drug lord, very inspired. Actually, I was going to say, you, you were saying that um, there were different directors and all this mm-hmm. craziness about this movie. And I actually thought yeah, this Tom was Tom Hanks, like, Johnny Depp was going to be in it. Maybe. <laughs> exactly. I thought it was like a passion project. This guy, you just sit down and watch like Narcos on Netflix and he's like, this inspires me. <laughs> because like you have like some of the same actors and just the same. I just, I felt a lot of the times it felt like this was really inspired by, by that show, you know? <laughs> I don't think so. Not in this case. Cause it like it, Looks like it was um, in development since like 2010 or 2009. Mm. That's crazy. So long, long time. Our main characters, we had like four or five of them, I believe. Did yeah, you yeah. figure out what, what their backgrounds were? Were they all from different military areas? I don't, but I could tell you that um, I could tell you the actors because that was I was surprised tell seeing us this the movie because I went in blind and I was like, "What? He's in this? That is?" So we have Ben Ben Affleck, you know, good old. Chunky Ben Affleck, he's he's <laughs> there, ben. yeah, and he's uh, he's he's playing a down and out ex military man who's uh, trying to sell these um, apartments. Was, not doing was, a good job. That was pretty funny though. His Z level effort on his part for sure. Just walk around. There's a view here. I loved his his shirt and pants combo. That's yeah, perfect. That was such perfect. a do- dad outfit. That was amazing. Yeah. And then his uh, his daughter's like, I miss you, and um, oh, he's divorced, that was. Obviously. Yeah, but but she was like, I miss you, even though he was taking her to to school. So he's like, man, I'm not the man I used to be. That's what he feels like. But then there's also Charlie Hunnam's in this film, Mr. Australian Man, who's who's like from Pacific Rim. (laughs) That's That's right. He's there. What what do I what do I what is yeah he's in Pacific Rim, but I guess he's from that show Sons of Anarchy. That's the one. Do you, One do of you them know? was also in uh, Troy, I believe. Who was in Troy? One of these. I actors. think you're mixing Brad Pitt with. Uh... No, no, oh no, no. yeah, the Brad way Pitt's I was in Garrett, Garrett Headland is the other guy who was in Tron Legacy, and That's I was right. just like, oh, I didn't see him in a long time. I haven't seen him since 2010 when Tron Legacy came out. But and Troy, and Troy, and Troy. yes, he was. He was. And he was, you uh, get Pedro Pascal, Troy. who was pulled That's out right. of Narcos. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> really? Right. Yeah. See, when I, I kept, saw. Kept getting confused because uh, Oscar Isaacs has a informant, a lady uh, mm-hmm. for, from 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 the from that country, but in Narcos, uh, 
Pedro Pascal character always has these informants. So I kept, I kept a little bit being confused. Like, what? Why is she talking mm-hmm. to this guy? I, I thought uh, she's. Oh, <laughs> I forgot. This is a different movie now. I'm, I'm stupid. Yeah. Yeah. So, so all these guys Isaac. are being brought together by mm-hmm. Os- J- Oscar Isaac, who is always asking him, like, the first half of the. Not in the first half, like, the first quarter of the film is just him asking, hey, did you get my text? <laughs> yeah, that's oh, yeah, pretty the, much the, true. The getting the team back together. It's like, it's like <laughs> 80s text. action movie level. Yeah. Kind of style. Uh, yeah, I wanted to say that. The what did you guys? Back. Okay, so my first question is: What what did you guys like before we watched the movie? What did you expect you'd be presented with? I expected nothing. Uh, I just saw the. I literally poster, went in I blind. I had no idea. I didn't even see the poster. Oh, we just I just you just, just turned on the movie. Yeah, just clicked the movie and just watched it. Okay, I mean, just saw the poster for on the Netflix as you click in it, you know. On the mm-hmm. Netflix, and I thought it's going to be like, it's like. They're sent on like they're military dudes, and they're sent on a mission, and it goes to hell, and then they have to fight like triple, like they have to fight like oh, three like armies. Threat. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, they have to yeah. fight like I was thinking like that was going to local happen. militia. They have to fight the police and like some crazy army of communists, and yeah. they're like in the middle of a jungle fighting everyone. That's what I thought. It's going to be yeah. like a nonstop and, action movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That being said, I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised that it wasn't the case. To be honest, I was. I was like, oh man, they're going to get in trouble because I think that we all, uh, I mean, for people who haven't seen this movie and I don't know if they want to, I mean, spoilers, obviously, I guess I have to put I, that I think there, there was Phil in the beginning who was shouting mm. such things, but yeah, um, yeah spoilers. And um, so they do the, they do the mission, they do it, they plan mm-hmm. it out, it's getting tense. And I feel like, I think once they go into the house, when the family is going to church, um, I yeah, think the, that the, whole, is, the whole mission yeah. was wrapped around this idea where like this drug lord is a very devout Catholic man and he takes his family, I believe, to church on He doesn't Sundays. take them. They go by themselves. He stays with the money. Right. And because he never leaves the money. Yeah. And there's like a window of opportunity that they want to seize that they can come in while there's minimal guards. Because they're honor, the honorable fort. killers. They don't want to kill the family. Only... only yeah. God, they're good guys. What was his name? Pedro? Paulo? What was the name of the... <laughs> The drug lord? The drug I don't lord, remember. Yeah. Isn't that Lawrence? Lorea or something like that. Oh yeah, something like that, yeah. Lorea. And uh, yeah, so they go down there and they, and you said, Phil, when they get to the house, that was what for you? For me, I felt that was the best part of the movie. It was really tense. I was getting super, like, I was getting like, oh no, what's going to happen? They're, come on, get out of there. Quick time's wasting. Ah, it, it I, I agree with you. I think I, I hate to be this this idiot, but there, there's movies that do it better, and and there's one movie that you guys have to see. I don't know if we'll watch it on this podcast or you just watch it, but you gotta watch Sicario, man. Yeah, Sicario. Oh, man, again. But I was going to just keep hearing you. about Sicario <laughs> left yeah, and right. Yeah. We we will. There, but there's some. There's some. Um, so some but no, what I wanted to say was yeah. in regards of this film, that was the mm-hmm. best part in this film, and I feel like that was that was pretty fun to. It's true. Up until that point, you're like to watch. This is building up to a. Yeah, thing. no, like up to this point, like the first, like honestly, like the first thirty minutes of this movie were quite long and mm-hmm. i didn't know where it was going well, and you, i was just like ah uh, come as on as the movie was unraveling what were your like impressions while things started to sort of develop uh, what did you guys think because i have my opinion i thought it was okay i guess i mean i was just i was just along for the ride at the moment but so once they got like into thinking? the house no oh not really. what about after the house 
Oh yeah. Well then that was a little different. That was a little bit, um, I've had mixed feelings. I was confused and I was mm-hmm. not confused, but I was just wondering what will happen next. You know, I mean, that, that's kind of how it goes, doesn't it? When you steal money, by the way, they're successful. They steal at least well, 250 what, million. So what, what did you think, Tim, while you, the film was unraveling? I think I had similar feelings to Phil as I was wondering, where is this going? Like my mind was racing. Is this going to be like a success story? Is it going to be mm-hmm. like a disaster story where everything goes wrong and sort of like the movie teaches them a lesson for, for doing this thing? Or it's going to be like a heroic thing? Like, oh, they do get the money, you know, and it's like Fast and Furious, Coronas, mm-hmm. and family. Yeah, that's <laughs> family. Um, but I think as it was progressing, by each stage, I was kind of... Uh, so this is it like this this is where it's going we're not gonna kind of learn anything here where it's just yeah. like it's just gonna unfold and but by the time it's done you're like oh okay i guess that's it that's, yeah that's what happened that's what it's happened kind of i think you summed it up pretty well because for me the house was really the key point where it could take a different turn because i was expecting what to happen was like they get into the house, they start, mm-hmm. you know, classic, you know, the money's there, they're going to get greedy, you know, now is the time for greed, you know? <laughs> See, like, that's... Ben Affleck, honestly, like, the down honestly, <laughs> mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, like, there? for me, yeah, so yeah, weird. I, I, I was going to say, like, for me, like, I liked, I appreciated that they weren't trying to, they weren't trying to be lethal, and I feel like I don't see a lot of that in movies, and that's interesting. Still, I have a point on that, but go on. Um, and... Once they find the money, like they're like, "Where's the money?" Oh no! And I liked, I kind of liked that middle point where they're like, oh, "What are we gonna do now?" And they're just sitting down and thinking about it. While yeah, like the lady time. screwed us. It there's felt, no, yeah, yeah, it felt real. It didn't feel like there's just people yelling at each other. You know, just like, oh, you know. Yeah, I, I think, think the, I think that's the, something that I've not seen. In the film. <laughs> kicking helmets around. Yeah, kicking helmets around. But then they find out that oh, the house is the safe. <laughs> the house I is guess. the money. I guess uh, I guess that's always money in the banana stand. Do you guys know that quote? No, no. Right. Was that from Arrested Development? Oh. You should watch it. It's a good show. <laughs> People will know that reference. Uh, isn't is is Arrested? No, is it is Arrested Development done by the guys who did like all the Avengers movies? Or or that no, they did you know, That's show. a great question. I just know that there is. Um, wasn't that um, Community? Yeah, no, Community is the one with. Oh with yeah. The, with, uh, Jason uh, Bateman and Michael Cera, the bros. Yeah. Top yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen a few episodes. Hilarious. Yeah. But what, what, what did you guys think of Ben Affleck? Like, I, that was the last person I was thinking is well, going to go. The, rogue. Well, that's the thing. Like, once they got money, I'm like, okay, just get as much as you can. You can't get everything. It's not possible, right? And I thought everybody would be in agreement. Every logical, sane person right. would be like, we have, we don't have enough time. Okay, time is money. Money is time. Let's get, let's get as much as we can, and you know, like, just give them the middle finger and get out of there, right? And then Ben Affleck, out of nowhere, just decides to be a... One more load, man! <laughs> One more load! They set Ben, ben characters, um, Ben Affleck's character up to be this, like, you know, pedantic, on-time guy. He's the manager of the team, you know? Yeah, yeah, he's like, like the, what's the point of setting that up when at the end it's like, the downfall, greed. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it, like, okay, money corrupts. Okay, that's a lesson you want to show. Yeah. That's okay. And you're, right. you're maybe you want to subvert expectations and the wisest one turns but it was so abrupt and throughout the movie i just like he like we didn't see anything that made him kind of think it was like arc of his corruption he basically lost his goddamn mind he started shooting people always and he was just oh yeah then he started shooting people and i was like where is this coming from like there was no flashbacks there was was, nothing i mean he's divorced i get it (laughs) 
it's just like he never talks about it. It's weird. And everyone's kind of forgiving. Yeah, but to two people in, like, you know, earlier in the film, before the house, they're, like you said, trying to be honorable guys. They're trying not to kill, obviously, the family or minimal casualties, probably not even yeah. kill anyone. But then post that, when they get stranded, then, you know, Ben Affleck kills civilians, like, you know, a couple civilians. And it's like, you know, his road to madness. But I also didn't <laughs> feel any of that, like, buildup of the character. It was just like, okay, well, I guess they want this character to do that. So yeah. I'll just do that. Yeah, like the tone of the movie, I kept trying to figure out, like there was like, oh, or like, I don't know, maybe maybe it's a good thing. But to me, it it wasn't a good thing that the emotion that the movie was putting out, like sometimes it's like killing is fun and great. Sometimes it's like robbing is awesome. But other times it's like in the end, it's not. And I was just I like, I knew conflicted like what a little they were bit. going for. Yeah. Yeah. Like what was the, what was the theme or what was like, yeah. like, I guess, so, so the, how it, how it ends is they do get all the money from the house, but gradually throughout the movie, they keep losing money because they keep of losing their money decisions. Because of, like, yeah. Yeah. Because like, of technical errors yeah. as well. The like, helicopter they, can't take this much money or we have to pay these villager people because we killed a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. So they just shut up or like, we can't lift this now or Ben Affleck dies or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. By yeah. the end. They have like backpacks full of money. And once they finally, it's like sort of happy ending besides Ben Affleck dying. When they get to the end, they're like, one of the, one of the dudes is like, well, I want to give all the money to Ben Affleck's family. So they all do it. Yeah. So in yeah, the end, yeah. they, have they no all money. do it. So in the end, it's all so about they family. Do, yeah. But here's the thing that confuses me a lot with this movie is that there is no sort of like. <laughs> no coronas, no money. There is no angle of what exactly are these characters going through and what are they trying to present in a movie because at moments like you said they're portrayed as these like warriors and amazing military guys you know who like just toughed it out and they if they had to kill they didn't want to but they did and like that's okay because like a just war type philosophy but then later in the movie like they don't really seem to care if they accidentally kill a civilian or maybe they have to go through three guards you know killing guards to get to the money and they sort of like just then basically tell themselves like no no we're warriors like yeah yeah we're a dying breed boys and it's like <laughs> yeah uh, they uh, said that uh, a few uh, times i'm really oh, lost yeah, yeah, like, what's yeah, going on like it's like they just, just really like, wanted to kill people and this is an excuse what was like, if you think about it like from a pretty rational perspective it's like these guys are kind of going into a mad murderer zone like it doesn't matter if they're in south america uh, south america or killing the guards of the drug lords or civilians yeah. for them it's just like we have a mission. And it's like, it sounds so arbitrary. And I didn't quite understand <laughs> like, that. Like, Yeah, like, was it the angle clear. like, oh, you know, veterans are lose their minds and this is how they react? And No, it's just Ben Affleck. <laughs> That's true. But because it, they were it was, playing, like you said, the Fast and the Furious vibe, like, ha we mission accomplished, we got the yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like a tra- tragedy story of them, yeah. Because I was expecting, like, halfway through the movie, I was thinking... Ah, so this movie is going to be about guys who used to be good and because of their greed, because of their wishes to like overextend themselves and bypass the law and all this stuff, they'll find themselves, you know, realizing how worthless all this is. You know, the money is worthless. You know, doing this is worthless. And right, you know, but the ends don't just, the, the means don't justify, or no, which one is it? The ends don't justify the means? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I guess, yeah. I guess so, so but like know. what I was thinking was I always, I, it seems to me that I kind of give a movie uh, some 
breathing space when I'm watching it because mm-hmm. in this case I felt like oh it's going to be subtle you know it's going to be something subtle that I can't catch right now but I'm watching it and all the different parts of the scenes that we see like Ben Affleck's um uh, behavior in some certain situations or like you know when like like when the mule falls down if you remember that from the because they have to trek through the mountains oh you mean the lord of the rings go... moment the, uh, <laughs> I did, when, did when the movie think all of a sudden it turns into lord of the rings and there's like yeah the pony and they're going through the i just can can you edit like that and put the <laughs> lord of the rings the... soundtrack there <laughs> and then you have gandalf <laughs> We should have gone through the... <laughs> we must the take the path of Caradras. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do so, that. And, and so because, <laughs> because what I thought of was... I thought... Because I'm just playing along with the movie. I'm saying, okay, so you're taking me now. They have to trek across the Andes, the, the mountain range. And they have to get to the boat at the end. Because they lost their flight. Their flight was not able to... Because they were the greedy. Money. And they crashed because they were greedy. So um, I thought that, you know, the greedy thing might be a subplot, but the real thing is now, oh, it's going to be a survival film. Now they're right. going to have yes. to survive and they have to figure out how to do this with all that money. And I thought the movie was just going to be about how you can get so much money. And it will By have way, some the subtle Andes, like the, you, you have You have barely any oxygen up there, right? Let me, let me That's say what that. I was thinking too, yeah. I, I think this is, I mean, it's a pretty tall mountain range. It's not something you can cross that easily. Mm-hmm. But um, apparently, um, no problem. They can do it in a few days, yeah. Oh, a day or two. Yeah, no problem. No food. And that's what i was I thinking i was thinking about that the entire movie i was like do they have food do they have like are they are they eating properly like what, what do they, they went crazy that's what <laughs> when, when I was with and then crew. i was thinking like near the end because they can still they still manage to shoot people a lot with guns <laughs> and i'm thinking <laughs> how much ammo do they actually have maybe the, ammo, maybe the ammo was the thing putting them down they could have just tossed yeah. away their all that ammunition because well, that was there's the so thing much I was wondering about they never they never run out they never run out. Yeah, you're watching the movie and, and you know you feel like very casual about this whole survival. You're just like, yeah. Well, oh, you have we're to. Gonna, it's we're gonna it's camp. do or die now, right? I know, but I'm saying the feeling wasn't like, like these guys are in real trouble. It's more like, yeah, we just got to get over the Andes and you know once, once we're over that, we're free. You know, maybe we'll have a little fight, a little manly fight, and then that's it. Because that's the thing. Like if this was if this was like a base on a true story, and it's a uh, you know, incredible story. How do these guys, you know, wanted to rob first their ideas crazy and then they hold this and you're like, can't believe, can you believe this happened? I would kind of understand it because it's just a retelling of something incredible, right? But I'm not sure this is based on a true story. It, it feels far so. too, like, far-fetched. And if it's a made-up story, then what, why did you make make, make it? <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. I have the exact same thought and that was one of my big questions. Like, what exactly does this movie do? I'm really like curious. It, I don't know. Is, is it about the veterans? Is it about greed? Is it about the political status of South America? Is, 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 is it about is like class? N- like these guys have more value because from like they're a Western world and they can come down and do this stuff and leave. Is that it's what just, it is? And, it, and it's not like know. an glorified action movie where they kill a thousand of people of magical no. ways, you yeah. know, like Rambo style or Commando. So it's I'm just curious where, where the value is. Like, it, like, yeah, it's very low key, like super realistic action, you know? Yeah. I was just like, I was confused. Because I was wondering at the house scene, uh, what I wanted to say earlier was that that to me was the point where what could have happened is they could have been caught. And then, of course, you know, classically shootout, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's a yeah. chase. And then it's a, you know, one hour of cars chasing each other, shooting and somehow magically, you know, jumping into the 
the chopper and flying the away. chopper. <laughs> but I like yeah. that they actually did that. They switched it. I do like that the story. I do like had, that too. I do like that they like too. succeeded in a sense, and you actually yeah. can see the story keep going. It's like wow, like this would be really weird if five guys really decided to do this and they made it that far. Like that's a really weird, you know, situation and what <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah. And I, I guess I maybe also, that was supposed to be the thing. It's like yes, they succeeded, but it's like a leaves a sour taste in your mouth, like. As yeah. a person, like maybe sometimes what you want and you do achieve it, maybe it wasn't the right thing. And then at the I end, you're like, I think that was mm. sort of the message, like not a message, but sort of like the angle might have been that. Yeah. Because remember at the beginning, uh, Oscar Isaac is like, you know, I didn't get to make a change or difference, you know, within the system, but this is our yeah. chance. And then it's like, yes, but how far is too far? Yes. What have you done? Yeah. What did you want to say, Phil? Um, it felt very to me it just felt very soft when in what it wanted to do i didn't yeah. understand mm. really what was going on but then at the end i kind of did and then it felt like could have could have used some more some more wrenches in that <laughs> that I story think like the the sort of positives are that the movie does have some good scenes i think oh there's um, an there's a, there's some nice positives like i would love yeah. to explain like some of the positives that i experienced watching this and what well, i thought tell was us, please tell well us. i like the i like the real like i don't know if I'm just, you know, not not understanding how, you know, uh, covert ops work. But um, I, I like the realism of it feeling like when they encounter a problem, they do it with cooperation. Like uh, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it didn't, at most points, it did not feel like it was like a bunch of high schoolers arguing with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Banter well, aside, the banter is, 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 is different. Like when they talk to each other, that's a bit different. That's a different story, but... Things like that, and then like also yeah. the fact that the 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 mafia, the mob that they steal from, don't mm-hmm. have don't magically appear, you know, and I felt like that was also a missed opportunity because they could have made it feel like they're getting paranoid because the you know the mob is after them, they can find them. Also, oh, one you mean of the like big they things, didn't show up at the end? But I mean, I guess they did. They were in the city. But there was a bunch of teenagers, right? It wasn't yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the bushes in the bushes, the predators. Yeah, bushes. what I what I did like is that there was no like mob involvement that they chased them or anything. However, I did think that <laughs> all the times the where they, the well, however, every time I was thinking of whenever they made a mistake, like when the helicopter started uh, not working and they had to go back down and crash, and then you have those smoke fumes coming out mm-hmm. of the helicopter. I thought that was going to be like a clue for the bad guys to spot that. You know, mm-hmm. they can see that. Or when one of the donkeys fall down, mules fall down, and then all that money scatters around. Oh, that's another clue. That's going to be. I'm, I'm thinking. Oh, is that going to be the great breadcrumb thing? So the mob will catch up to them. What, what, what are you talking about? When the mule fell, falls off the, the yeah, pass. and then all that money scatters around, and then they'll find that money. You know, the all bad right, guys yeah. who are looking for them and so but you know what I else is there you know, i like, like fire. that they didn't do that though because but i also like that they didn't do that because i felt like um i like the reality of the fact that they can't be magical movie bad guys that will just find them you know well and one thing i think they nowhere. got they got down well was this feeling where like these guys stole the money and you know they quote unquote like succeeded they got away but there's that looming feeling of like wow the consequences of this are so big that who knows like these guys might have to spend their lives worrying that they might be killed or yeah 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 yeah. or or also caught in the in the on the trail towards the ocean or but it was cool because it was realistic because it wasn't just like you know an hour later people appear yeah yeah that's what i was take weeks this could take months before anyone finds out about them so i think that was that was positive in the scenes 
there were some scenes. intense scenes. Yeah, I think I think they get they get some really good actors. I mean, Oscar is is great in anything I've seen him. He's just got yeah. that intensity of of a face that's not putting any emotion, but it's just super intense and anything seems really really serious. And then mm-hmm. in a turn of a dime, he's like a he seems like a really nice guy, you know, with a smile and you just you just trust the man. It's pretty yeah. cool. Um well, I want I wanted to ask you something, Jacob. Yes. How far how fast did you pick up that Metallica song is going to play in the beginning? Uh was what? it from the first I, was it from the first bell ring cuz I dude, I called it. You caught it. I caught what? the first bell ring. No. I knew which bell ring that was. No, that's good. You're good. You're good. I didn't dude, catch that it. Was like, like it was just like doom and I'm like is for whom the bell song was gonna is gonna play? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what is this? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, when that happened, I was like, ah, so this is this kind of movie. But then it turned out not to be. <laughs> exactly <laughs> what I'm telling you with the thing. You know which other movie starts with that? Zombieland. Remember? Ah. They, like, there's a no. whole sequence when they're. Jacob, like, you saw J- Zombieland? No, no, I want to say I'm old school. I know that um, Predator starts like that with an old, with an old rock with, and roll with tune. what? With like Metallica? No, no, Metallica. with um, um, Little Richard. Little Richard. Look, there's a difference between Metallica. <laughs> Metallica song is like is. it's it's a it's a political song, you know. It's it's about you know war and everything. But so I guess what is put it there. I don't think Lil Richard's song is a is well, a, no, is but a political it's the same vibe of like, hey, the boys playing music. But I guess in this case, he was listening alone, so I guess it's different. Oh yeah, that was a nice little editing thing when he turns off this track, mm-hmm. and then he hears the calm, and then he puts it back on, like you, the music. <laughs> like punches through the fourth wall i don't know i like stuff like that yeah. sometimes it's a bit on the nose but i think this one was though it did play with the the tone thing that got yeah, me confused but but, but I, I liked that like overall the movie was was fairly like legitimate in how the actors performances were and how the story was told and it felt it felt real but then of course the other side of that was that i had a strong feeling in many parts of the film it was that old, you know, salt of the earth guy. The old rough and tumble and, and the old tropes that they throw in, like, bringing the gang back. And then we're going to go on a heist. And then, you know, <laughs> the boys are military boys. And they talk about this the old glory days, you know. And then you have Ben Affleck <laughs> who talks in front of the crate, in front of the shipping crates, right, to Oscar Isaac. He's like, it's like, you know, I didn't know what to do with myself, you know, after I left. You know, the classic stuff where it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I missed, I missed it, you know, I missed the <laughs> shooting and the camaraderie. The P- I right. mean, PTSD is a real thing, but it just this didn't seem like it was doing it just to. But I'm just saying that I didn't know what the movie was trying to do because yeah. like then they're going with his old glory days. And are we supposed to like root for these guys or are we supposed to like look yeah. at these as like a cautionary tale of these boys? You know what I'm I waiting? Like I'm waiting for I feel like that's the Hollywood movie. Thing. With like soldiers or special forces or CIA, you know, just 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 these people that they don't they put regular dudes because like if you look at pictures of anyone that's you know now been declassified and they're not in the mm-hmm. special forces anymore, undercover or whatever, they just look like the normalest dudes, not these buff, handsome Hollywood actors. Well, maybe Ben Affleck wasn't buff, but it's just like right. if you ben look Affleck at pictures of these dudes, they usually have balding spots. Oscar they have a Isaac mustache. was perfect. No, dude, if I show you, I'll show you pictures of actual, like, people, like, they just look at, they look like your boring-ass Baptist, you know, uh, right, right, right. pastor but, you know, walking around, there, and, there and, have and that been. dude is, like, the most legit, <laughs> All right. you know, operative who killed, you know, and, and, and knows how to strategize, it's just, they just don't look like these ripped, 
amazing dudes. I, it's definitely better. It's definitely better than what you've seen before. But still, it was like it's a lot of handsome boys running around the Andes. Let me say exactly. that. Exactly. It's, it's so not like that. it's a bad thing. It's just like I, I really want to see one movie where in 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 in, uh, in Narcos, the CIA agent, he looks very. He's like it's just a dude with a beard and a bald spot, and mm-hmm. he's just like super annoying, and he's just ruining everything. You never shoot them. Just and I was like, ah, oh, that that guy that looks this guy looks apart. Yeah, because I think like overall, my feeling was there wasn't some kind of oomph or some kind of a an edge to the movie where you felt like. Like, oh, okay, you're going for something very specific. Because the performance looks like Oscar Isaacs is great. But let's say Ben Affleck, you know, a lot of scenes, it really does feel like a phoning in type thing. And the rest of the guys too, like a lot of times just like, like, like sort of what is their like impetus to, you know, be these interesting characters because the characters really aren't all that interesting. Yeah. Like this, like the Ben Affleck's divorced. Oscar Wilde's been in the jungle. The younger brother boxes. The older one does speeches. It almost felt like a lot of this stuff was like vaguely familiar for, to me from older movies and kind of mm-hmm. like like tropey, uh, right? Scooped up together in some kind of reinterpretation, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the older movies were good that did that. You know what I mean? It's almost like we're bringing back some old tropes just to bring them back. Yeah, but they're vague. Okay, so the writer and director, if vague. you listen to this podcast, um, if you could uh, just you know tweet at us like a yeah, brief description what, what you wanted to say because we're being highly critical here and we want to hear your opinion. Ooh, JC so, Chander, yeah. you yeah, want to come on the podcast next episode? Sure. Yeah, I, I want to know. What, what <laughs> I would, this movie I would love was about. to. But <laughs> over, overall, I would say that the movie was. Oh, oh but you yeah, but yeah, but listen, but. At the end of the movie, remember where they all like, they become selfless and, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac also puts, you know, puts his share of what was it? A million and a half. I think probably so. To, like to that, yeah. Ben Affleck's family. Yeah. Because he died. Um, cause but, all that was left was five mil. Yeah. yeah. But then at the end they had to do the thing where it's like, here, look here. The oh, coordinates that's right. oh, yeah, the, to the, to all the rest of the money that they threw into like a crack. The crevasse, in the, right? In the, the crevasse. Okay. Cause yeah, I had to stop the movie and go back. Cause I was like, what the hell is on this paper? Oh, <laughs> Until I know. saw there was coordinates. I was like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> and again, you know, like if it was another movie where they like, for instance, like a film where they were like super just guys who succeeded and they did everything justly and morally. And they, you know, they just barely escaped and got this money, you know, for something like totally legitimately. Mm-hmm. Then you'd be like, ah, ha, ha, you know, they are rich. Good for us. But, but in this movie, it's like, is this a good thing? But, but like, okay, so he gives him the coordinates. Like a good thing that I would do was like have him just throw it away. Just like, right. I'm done with That's this. a good one. Yeah. Like a good sign, like a confirmation like oh there is he is he was this just a moment to show off in front of the guys but or is he really changed he's like i am changed there man. You go. and then you put in sure i guess so another edit you should do so overall what did you guys think what was your opinion overall what overall i thought it was all right i was i was maybe a little yeah, I was engaged too. I have to say, like, I, I it was weird because again, like, it was that sort of in between where you're both engaged and you're curious as what's going to happen. Uh, but then it ends, and you're like, oh, well. But at the same time, like, you're always waiting for something. <laughs> that was that was a perfect description. Yeah. And then and then you're like, <laughs> it is finished. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, because yeah. again, there's, there's many serious sequences, but but I don't know. 
I did I like. <sighs> so I don't know if you know this, but I've noticed that Netflix films keep they seem to have the same look to them, and the look seems to be teal aqua, and I don't understand why everything has to look like teal and green all the time, but. Watching it a little bit more, I did like the deep blacks and the, I did like the, 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 the contrast that we had mm-hmm. in the, in the cinematography, the cinematography. The cinnamon. It was pretty clear. You could see every, everything that was yeah, happening. Yeah, I like that. It was no, I don't think there was any beauty shots except the mountains of Moria. But uh, no. I wonder, yeah, I, I do wonder what kind of cameras they filmed this on, but I'm assuming probably, it's probably Ari's or something. Probably Ari Alexa. That's the... Standard these days. Standard. And yeah, it just came out on Netflix. Isn't that yeah, crazy? Is there, so what, what would you guys recommend or not pace. recommend? Oof. Ooh, okay. So Rec- I recommend it if you want to listen to this podcast with context. Mm. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe, okay. So, so you, you've drained everything. Here's, here's what I'm thinking. Like, did you like, shit, what was that movie called? There was this movie called with Bruce Willis. Where he's like a special operator who needs to go like kill some people in the jungle, but then he rescues this village full of people. And hmm. I think I think Monica Bellucci plays like a <laughs> like a, um, someone in the like village a, from the no she she's she's like a like not a healer was <laughs> a medic that's working a in the healer village. Uh, she's dog. a healer okay you no know, they're going to rescue her I think okay I have to find this movie I think the story <laughs> is. They're going to rescue her, and she's like, I'm not leaving without the people in the village. So, you know, Bruce Willis being a <sighs> classic, classic annoyed Bruce Willis has to now take her and the entire village out of the country with his special special teams. All right, let me check this out. Bruce. Okay. So, you know what we learned when we were on Spider-Man Minute? What did, um, what did we learn, Phil? Uh, what, was that when they were talking about that? Who was talking to that with me? I, but that Bruce Willis, apparently he doesn't... Um, cooperate with a lot of filmmakers very well. I think you've noticed that he's very jaded these days, Bruce Willis. He's mm-hmm. been doing. Movies I've, a long I've heard time. Kevin Smith talk of his ways. Yep. Yes, Classic. yeah, yeah, yeah. And from what I heard, is it's because he's under the pretense that if you're not a writer director, you're not a true filmmaker. Wow. So if you're just directing, That's he right. doesn't want to. He doesn't want to really take your so, orders because he doesn't feel like you know the movie because it's oh, not. Oh, so he's just like a man for hire. And I don't believe that's true but um i mean you can just look at tim burton and steven spielberg they don't write really their movies yeah um um, nor did yeah yeah that's true but that's bruce willis's interpretation but that's bruce willis's interpretation so (laughs) apparently that's the reason why he doesn't cooperate and because kevin smith didn't write cop out i think the movie was that's why he didn't oh this one's for you kev <laughs> uh, the movie's called Tears of the Sun. It came out 2003. Oh my goodness. Mm. It's been a while. And I remember know, the poster of that. I remember too. when I was a kid going to cinema and seeing the poster. You, you know you know why? I think I'm I maybe going crazy. I'm looking through the cast here, but I think in that movie, the guy who plays the sniper and Saving Private Ryan plays again. And I used to love that guy from Saving, Saving Private Ryan. What's his face? You know the sniper guy? Is uh, it the I Jewish do, man? The oh no no no! It's the like the, the Southern guy, right? Was he Southern? He used to get like a really specific face, but I think he was in this movie as well. I just remember like watching it and be like, oh, "That yeah, guy again." Okay, I, I'm not um, sure. I, I'm I may be making it up. I don't know. So, so I'm looking I, at the Wikipedia page of this movie, and I'm mm-hmm. noticing the budget, and I am 
What is it? Pretty surprised. Let me, let me guess. Let me guess. Give me, give me three. Shocked guesses. and appalled. Okay, what would so, you, what would you guess that your budget would be? I would say the budget is sixty-two mil. I'll go for forty. Hundred fifteen. What? Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? You could make Dark Knight with that. That's Wait, a is it like CGI film. Andes or something? <laughs> I don't know. Helicopter? I think it's just. It might just be maybe you. You know the pay or play deals that happen in mm. in, in the film industry. Pay or play is where you pay an actor even if he's not going to be in the movie. So you pay him oh, what kind of, no matter what. So there's been a deal. lot of... It, it is a bad deal, deal but it's... What? It's a great deal if you're writing or being involved. Yeah, if you're being involved, if you're the actor being involved, or, you know, if yeah, you're involved... Producer, and, writer, yeah, director. but pay or plays are for the bigger names, right? The bigger and, fish. Um, yeah. So you're and saying that the you pay have or plays pay could be accounted for in the budget... Yeah, yeah. So, like, look, Tom Hanks, Johnny Depp, who else was in this movie? Supposed to be in this movie. Hmm. Channing, no, no, Channing Tatum, yeah. Wait, Tom you, Hardy. You, you were actually serious. Johnny Depp and... They were supposed they to, were yeah, supposed yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah, they were attached to this movie back in oh. 2010. And so, maybe they, I mean, they're big enough names to have payer plays, right? So, they would have to have paid them for nothing because they didn't use them anyway. Who's Just pushing so for this movie? Who's the producer? Why, why are they yeah. pushing for nine years? To, what's that's what's yeah. special about this movie? About too. I don't know. Who's, who's, who's it seems like it's a, I feel like a strong film. John Peters, sense. maybe? But it just seems like, is this someone's idea of like, hey, I have this idea. What is the movie called again? Triple, uh, triple Frontier. Frontier. Oh, not Triple Threat. That's something I keep else. thinking it's Triple Threat, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Triple Threat. It's a different movie. Uh, so let's see. All cast and crew. That's not what I wanted. Producer. Oh, it's 15 producers. Oh, my goodness. How are we going to find oh, out? Yeah. Oh, one? my goodness. Dude, there's like co-produced, consulting produced. There's consulting again. Andy Harowitz. I've heard that name before. Suicide Squad. Wow. Okay. Never mind. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Dude, there's producers here. I don't know, man. There's producers who don't have pictures. Executives, well, Charles Roven does, so he might be the man. I don't know. Like someone... Because, you know, a lot of movies in the industry, they are producers' movie. You know, they, right, they, they found the them. script and then they find it special, you know, where they think you can make money and that's why they push it for. You know, they hire directors who then... Apparently, Bruce Willis <laughs> disapproves doesn't of, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> but a lot of them, you know, the art tool behind the movie is the producer, not like most yeah, people think, you know, yeah. director man. He's the one... No. Yeah, producers yeah, so I, used to have a bigger involvement in the past. I before the sixties, you know, that was a that was more the. That's true. That's thing. a lot more. That, that that was it. You know, put the movie picture together. Put the picture together. <laughs> put the picture to together. <laughs> I want to see an epic film signed so for other, fifty movie deal. An epic picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the studio. Yeah, the old classic studio system where yeah, you just. I remember watching the behind the scenes of um, Black Lagoon, Creature of the Black Lagoon. Mm -hmm. That's a nineteen fifties movie, and. Um, uh, the main actress, I can't remember her name right now, um, she was talking about how it was back then, and she said that, I mean, I didn't have a say in it. I just signed up on the studio, and the studio said, you're in this film, and I'm in this film now. Yep. It's very interesting how You're going to be naked today. on the floor right now. Oh, <laughs> because you're, but imagine, you know when the when the big studios crashed, what was it, like 60s and 70s, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really wonder what was the conversation between the industry going. I bet there were yeah. people who were like, I lost my 50 deals. That was my bread and butter. <laughs> and then there's, you know, the auteurs like, what now? We get to great, make great movies, yeah. man. Look at, look That's at right. what Steven 
and then the other French guy had to New do Wave. A, yeah, we we got to do movies that mean something. I was like French my brother and butter, fifty Is there like a documentary movie about that? I would really I would love, Cause, so. cause I would love to it. see that because they do mention like, the it, yeah, like just the studio the, system. Like the, it's even touched upon on the last movie we saw, the Tarantino one. You know, just the shift from from movies. But I just yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I would like to watch something, but that's not like a history of it more of the perspective of the people who are in the industry you know the lower mm-hmm. tier uh, workers well guys, guys i have a great idea dear listener if you know of a documentary or some kind of explanation video series or even video essay that explains these things do do hit us up we would love to know yeah hitty right. uppy so do you guys have any other final thoughts about triple threat slash triple frontier <laughs> i'd say um its heart was in the right place just yeah, yeah. Just um, missing missing the little sprinkle of. Uh, 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 I, I, I think focus, some kind of focus would. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah, 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 and I also I felt like I thought the greed idea was a little bit too broad. Mm. I thought well, there were some ideas that were just very like there, uh, but I did like that it was uh, well like played out in the sense of being. It didn't feel. There were parts maybe that felt a little cheesy, but overall it did feel mm-hmm. like yeah, it a legitimate like serious no, film. Yeah. Like you would be able to watch, and, and you were guessing like, "Hey, maybe this could actually turn out to be really mm-hmm. intense and serious." But but yeah, I think we've covered. Um, it's 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 not a heist movie, but if you want a movie that is same feel and same kind of setting, but it has a lit, little bit more depth and a little bit more finesse, I would I would suggest Sicario. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so Sicario! Here we go. Sicario back. Yes. Um, and the music was by uh, Disaster Piece. Really. <laughs> I saw that. I was Disaster like, is this going to be like some metal shit or what? Is yeah, I know. Be? I was thinking. Is and it, it was. It was. It was like. <laughs> and they're walking out of the helicopter. <laughs> no way. Dude, that's amazing. And then they had well, the. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Let's just, 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 just be done listen, with it. How, how, I, I believe that it's time that we play a record. Yeah. I believe. Let's play a tune. Play it, Johnny.
That was Woo! a fantastic song, in my opinion, by a band called Town Portal out of Copenhagen, Denmark. Those Ooh. boys are rad. Those boys. Say. That track is killer. What do you guys think? The song was awesome. It's a great song. It's a great song. I love the distorted bass. I love mm. that uh, breakdown part when it's like using oh, that sort of wobbly, harmonic stuff. That was pretty cool. It's a great, I, I like, like it. uh, it's heavy, but it feels natural. Um, one of my favorite things about this band was that I actually discovered them on uh, Spotify, like the Spotify Discover feature. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes, you know, it gives me some things that I'm like, yeah, it's okay or not. But this this song popped up on Spotify and it hit all the right notes, you know, that I like at least. Um, so thanks, guys. Town Portal. Check them out. Uh, they are, they've got a lot of good stuff out there. They've got a couple yeah. records. I can never get used to Phil's. uh, (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Town Portal. It's like a 90s commercial constantly. (laughs) It's like right in the background. One of us is like explaining something that Phil's in the background like, get him. Yeah. Go. Good for you. I'm being supportive. But seriously, Town Portal, check him out. Uh, Killer riffs, killer songs. Woo. Badass album. Um, yeah. Oh man, that record. Wait, awesome. wait. I, so I got another beer. That, that was from their latest record, by the way. Latest record. The song is called Rocco, Rocco's Basilisk. Yep, Rocco's Basilisk. Mm, is that the sequel the to Rocco's Modern is, Life? The latest <laughs> record is of violence. That is the record name. Let's see, mm. Ooh, which ties in with the, <laughs> title of the second most, oh. a most violent song. <laughs> You see, guys, a I'm just the best host. Album. I wait for fate and a randomness to, to solve everything yeah. for me. Got the same director, J.C. Chandor, and you got the similar sounding song title. That's so true. Very good. Very of cool. violence, and this is just of violence. Very cool. Okay, so my beer. Cool. Oh, yeah. yes, beers. Jacob got me a beer, and it's from Chakovets, which is a place in Croatia that uh, his fiance mm-hmm. Paula, is from. That is very true. That's correct. That is and very true. It has, you got a and, local... That's right, yeah. Paula and I got, yeah, and the bottle is very interesting. I will take a photo of this bottle because it's very funny. It's very See, amusing. Ties in. It has a nice little um, movie look to it. So it has like a film strip uh, label. Hmm. And mm-hmm. it says, and there's like this little cartoon guy who's like yelling because there's a werewolf in the <laughs> in on, on the cover. And he goes, it's a wolf. And then he also says in creation, <laughs> Toyevuk, which is... Not exactly a correct translation. You would probably say that is a wolf, Toyevuk. Ah, that's true. Not but it's a wolf. you know, I'm very used to poor translations in English from Croatian. So, mm. and then what's wonderful about this is that it actually has credits on the um, on the side oh, of the really? label, and it says storyline okay. dry session IPA, and it tells oh, you the amount of alcohol, clever. and it says directed by LD Brewery, and then cast Styrian Wolf, Citra Armada. Ar- Amarillo and Mosaic, produced by LD Brewery Crew, art by Chokre Art, and then location and all that kind of stuff. It's That's fun. really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it's a oh. dry session a- IPA? Dry session IPA. Hmm, I wonder what the dry session means. We should, we should maybe find out what these labels mean. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty like average. It's interesting. Know, like a little bit depth, but then, you know, they got some session hoppy whatever well what does it taste like phil it tastes like like victory (laughs) (laughs) it tastes like a million bucks that's in the house 
for any of you who know what a dry session IPA tastes like, that's it exactly like what it tastes like. <laughs> but it has a, but how it has do we a know nice, what a tasty dry IPA? It has an airy like. taste to it. I think that's a good one. Airy, very it tastes airy. like it feels airy. tuna or oatmeal. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it sticks to your mouth very much. It just kind of evaporates. It's, it's like a, it's like a Coke Zero or a Pepsi Max. That's wow, that's a great. <laughs> A great label. <laughs> Your beer tastes like Coke Zero. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not like that. It's just. Well, would you say okay. it's good? Do you like the, the mm-hmm. flavor? I like it better than the Vice beer that I got. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. It's, it's good. better than the Vice beer. Okay, interesting. So your second beer is better. Tim, what about you? I got. I've got from Michela. I got Chipotle Porter. Oh dang, oh, dude! Like, is it gonna I've be like a? This. Oh, dude. I've had, had this, this before, before. beer before, is it the spicy but I can't one? remember what it Tim. tastes like. Oh, I couldn't with that beer. I couldn't yeah. even finish it. I did I, did I make a mistake? Podcast. I believe you did, but try. Okay, okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I like it. <laughs> it okay. I don't, I don't did taste the, no the spice chilliness. No, no. Oh, oh, now? Yes, now. Now a bit. I guess I am. Yes, now I remember. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, it's like it, the yeah. thing is that it's a nice, it's a nice beer when you when you drink it. But then the aftertaste is the sort of spiciness. But then when you drink more of it, like it's a bit too much. Maybe a smaller bottle would be good of the it. Spiciness just, just lingers, and you lose the. The flavor of the original, but I like it. I like it. It's a nice, like it? nice. Okay, yeah, yeah. I couldn't get over the aftertaste. No, me either. It was it was terrible. I think me it and wasn't you, Jake, we were, it was the opposite. Yeah, we were drinking that when we were doing an episode of the Matrix Minute, and it was just torture. Oh, dude, yeah. if you have like a we big gulp, it, it's like ooh. <laughs> so I have a uh, uh, lively neon cold brew. I'm very I'm very curious about this beer because that intrigued me because I'm a big ale? fan of cold brews. In general, yeah, I'm, I'm and curious because I'm a white this male. Is... And I'm basic, <laughs> pretty, basic. pretty basic, and I'm excited about cold. Well, we brews. talked about this. We're basic with the beers too. So. We're super basic. Um, this is also from a local brewery called Varianica. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this is Lively Roasters Co. So this could be a collaboration. I believe it another, is. Oh, it's a collab. Another collab. A twofold. Uh, LivelyRoasters.co and Varianica.com. So this seems to be yeah, twofold, two two beers. And let's give this ah, all, a drink. All with the themes. You're just hitting all the the points. Yeah, look at you. It's like you planned it out or something. Okay, nice flavor. Nice flavor, but a little bit of a foamy. Body, but maybe that's because I'm at the top <laughs> of the body. I, I just uh, imagine, imagine you can walk into a club and you come to a lady. You've got a foamy body. <laughs> I like it. Foamy so body. much foam. But yeah, it tastes pretty, pretty, pretty nice. Pretty nice. Oh, oh, wait, wait, you, you guys were saying something. No, it's true. I, did, I didn't plan any of this stuff out, just so you know, just so we're honest here. Yeah, I let the fall ca- the cards fall where they will. <laughs> I like the fall cards. Oh, I like fulcrum fall. Speaking just, of which, you know, guys, there's some great I'm news. Just the best host, great news. So, so yeah. here in Croatia, there is a McDonald's. They have McDonald's restaurants here, and um, the new <laughs> McFlurry flavor is Choco Krispies. Jacob, Choco Krispies. Choco Krispies. No way. Yeah, I'm going to try it eventually. So no, but, that's but not Cocoa Pops. Wait, what's what's different. Choco Krispies? The monkey? Yeah, the monkey. It's the monkey. 
See, that's an interesting like- history of the labeling of Choco Krispies because it used to be Cocoa Pops and then it used yes. to be Cocoa Krispies and now it's Choco Krispies. <laughs> Who knows? They can't decide. So why, why they can't they- decide. Wait, Cocoa Crisps, that was a rooster? It, that's the, in America, I believe. Cocoa- no, but there's a, there's, but isn't Pops. Cocoa Krispies... Was it? Or was it the same thing? No, still the monkey. The Cocoa Puffs is, is the is rooster. Complex. Is like the weird, <laughs> un, like the weird vague bird in America. What, what is? What is the t- three dwarfs? Not three dwarfs. The, the, yeah, the, the three dwarfs. elves. Um, three that's elves. Rice Krispies. It's right. Yeah, it's rice the same Krispies. thing, but now this one's with cocoa, right? Yes, and because we don't I have. Yeah, in Europe there is no Rice Krispies. I don't know why. Huh. But there is, isn't there? Not in Croatia, at least. I've seen yeah, Kellogg's fr- Kellogg's cereals are really like r- rare and spare here. Hmm. You can get yeah. like I don't even. Did they so have? I, I know. I know. In like, the states, there's <laughs> chocolate Rice Krispies, right? And that's basically yeah. But the that same was as... yeah. They have the same mascots. They have the same elves. Right. There. Snap crackle. That's what you're and pop. referring to. Is similar type of cereal. But in Europe, the it's the monkey pops. It's the monkey. Yeah. It's <laughs> the monkey. But I remember. I'd rather I remember... have a bowl of Choco Krispies. I remember <laughs> the first time because in the I used to watch Cartoon Network all the time, and you have commercial for cereals, cereals we didn't have in Serbia that you could buy. Yeah, same. I remember yeah. it's always Krispies. It's supposed to make the sound of this amazing sound that's like yeah. popping things, right? You put it in water, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's, you know it's, it's very exaggerated in those commercials. I remember the first time what? there were some visitors from UK, and they brought like, do you remember those little packets where you have one cereal for one? The sampler pack. The sampler pack, exactly. And you they get like brought, six ah, them, right? yeah, the small boxes, right? And it's supposed to be like one portion, right? Well, first things first, for some reason, I don't know if it's on the, on the box or it was it something that I made up, but I was convinced you're supposed to eat them in the box. Like you're supposed no, to make a bowl no. out uh, of the like box. You, 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 like you, you take the cardboard was supposed to be the bowl. I don't know why, but I have a, I have a distinct memory of me trying to eat the cereal out of that box. Wow, wow, I, I don't man, know. But, that's but dry. the other thing is, you like it yeah, dry. That's weird. No, no, but, but with milk, but you pour it into the cardboard box. Whoa, dude! Yes. No, we don't do that. Yes. That's heresy. I, I, I did. I, I'm pretty sure it was drawn on the back. Like, oh, you can make little cereal boxes. You can eat <laughs> no, them on the go. I don't know. I was a child. But anyway, I remember having the crisp. Like, I had these cereals for the first time ever. All of them, you know, except like cornflakes. I had that. But I remember like the crispies. It was like they were too quiet. I thought it was going to be like this they monumental. <laughs> for me, they're always, they always delivered funny. on their promise. They're very loud. <laughs> they delivered on their promise. My it's first true. experience with those little sampler packs were that I was very disappointed in the, in the portions. <laughs> oh, really? I would, I like, would like make a huge bowl, you know, like a filled yeah. not to the brim, but like you know, plain cereal, and then you just put milk and you eat that up. Yeah, and this was just like a, like a little hotel. You know, like the shampoos and the little, yeah, the little, yeah, the yeah, version, yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah. three little cocoa pups, and you're like, uh. yeah. So that's so that's yeah. What else has so, been going on though? Well, uh, I have something to recommend, and magically, for the first time, I have something to tie into movies. Okay. There's wow. a podcast that I, uh, a long time ago, listened to more frequently. Uh, it's called On Being. Uh, it's with a, the host is Krista Tippett. And it's actually a really fantastic podcast. They go into uh, sort of a more meaning of life, uh, thinkers, uh, they interview all kinds of people, and they talk about deeper things. 
but they had mm-hmm. a recent episode on the show called This Movie Changed Me. Uh, they're like announcing okay. that they're bringing the series Interesting. back. And they interview uh, critics or, or film historians or, or even just people who are interested in film um, personalities. And they talk about what movies change them and why. And our good friend Mark Kermode was also um, oh, really? featured he was on there? as a guest. Yeah, like he wow. uh, portion talking about his favorite film, The Exorcist. Mark Kermode, the, uh, as the usual. BBC uh, Five Live critic. That's right. Critic. He hosts He's the my show. favorite movie critic. Uh, I think a lot Kermode of people look for his Simon opinion. Mayo. It's like, it's yeah, like yeah. Kermode and then the second that is like half in the bag for for all the for all the basic <laughs> basic 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 white men this is the the proceedings well Kermode didn't used to be that popular well, what about I Ebert think, come on even though Roger Ebert's gone I think he's like, <laughs> I was just about to say I don't think like yeah but there's no no new movies you know that that kind of stuff is like it's about the new movies I guess you know yeah. what I mean could be could be like, uh, I don't think you're gonna like if you're if you're if you're 12 years old you're not gonna look up what what it you know, he Ebert say, yeah. The no, but is, the Roger I, I Ebert like, like, like site and stuff still is going on, and there are critics there. I've never like, been right, but not him though. Like Joel. Siegel? Anyway, I just yeah. wanted to recommend the episode uh, called "This Movie Changed Me." It's back. It was released September fifth. Um, it's about an hour long. They go through, I think, seven films, and it's a very intriguing thing because they talk about the movie in a more like. Uh, in a deeper sense of like what Spiritual. are things you can sort of gain or learn from watching them, not just as films, but as like mm-hmm. what they're saying in the stories and why they're so important to these people. Um, or like Exorcist, for instance, like Kermode had an angle about the Exorcist that I didn't... Oh man, he loves the Exorcist. That, that I didn't know. Like I was like, oh, that makes interest, interesting sense. What's, what's his know? angle? Well, his it's angle like his is favorite that, like, movie. that horror films actually make you uh, alive the, in the sense that you are reminded of your aliveness while watching them. And also that at the end of the day, like everything's going to be okay because there's actually truly good and evil, which is interesting. You should, huh. you should, you should, you should take a note from Kermode's book, Jacob. And the <laughs> goddamn was and why love you once in a while. No, but maybe but I, but I do maybe agree. It's it's maybe I, I even expand to it because it's like I think it's just this weird black and white view of the world of emotions. It's like oh, scared is bad, happy is good, and that's it. They're all emotions. You should experience them all to feel alive. You know, just to, you know what I yeah, mean. So I thought that was a really cool perspective because I didn't think about it that way. And there's other people talking about it, so check it out. On being interesting. What's it? Tippet. On being right? Yeah, on being. Crazy tippet. So that would be my recommendation for this <laughs> microwave. <laughs> yeah, my your microwave. <laughs> Please microwave this episode if you my want to. My enunciation has plummeted. I need to work. <laughs> it's true. The beers have. What do you guys want to talk about? Um, oh, you got something, I, I, Phil? I helped a friend of mine on her student film, so that was very nice. I thought that I wasn't really needed, but then when I came and I worked on like I was the cameraman and kind of cinematographer for her for her student film which was like just a few days ago I Wait, I'm confused you thought you're not going to be used but then you were the DP how does that work no 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 like I thought that honestly like you know I think anybody who knows me knows that I have a very fragile um self-confidence so okay. I thought that when I went there and I contributed I wouldn't contribute a lot because they got 
you know, they have everything under control. But then when I came mm-hmm. there, they were very satisfied afterwards when we finished all the shots that we wanted to do. And I was the cameraman and I helped uh, uh, introduce some ideas that they probably didn't think of. And, mm-hmm. uh, well, like yeah, technical or storytelling kind of technical stuff. and not storytelling really. That was, that was her department. She would, no, I mean director. like as far as camera work, were you like, Oh, well this will, you know, show it better. Or was it like, well, we should, yeah, cover I did. This I, stuff I, I well. did a little bit of that too, but, um, I'd riffed off of what her ideas were for what shots. Mm-hmm. So it was very nice to be reminded that even though I didn't do a lot of filming for a long time, I still, I still got it. So I'm very happy about that. Everyone was very happy that I came and I was, that was nice. That's there good. you go. That's my so story. So you got inspired, right? Yeah. Yeah. To, to do some more. It's not like mm-hmm. a, like a, like a bad, bad scratch. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Tim- Timothy? <laughs> oh, no, I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm more curious just about chilling. Phil's thing. No, I'm just looking. I just saw some cut, bunch of trailers. Wanted to hear your thoughts. Have you seen them? Tell me about the trailers. What trailers? Have you seen, have trailer you seen to me and I'll Bad Boys for thoughts. Life trailer? No, but I know that it's made and it's going to come out soon. That's a... Uh, I've never seen I any of the Bad Boys movies. Speaking, oh, really? I've, I've seen number two. I've never seen number one. <laughs> have you seen, seen Bad Boys 2? Um, Bad here's the thing. Too. Um, I enjoyed Bad Boys too when I was a kid. I thought it was um gratuitous and it's action and such other and comedy. But that that just that new trailer just you know what it felt like. You know, <laughs> do you know when 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 <laughs> Sting made Sting made an album with Shaggy? He did. Yeah, Sting yes, has yes, a whole album that. and a tour with Shaggy. <laughs> Why? And it's just, and yeah, I don't know. I guess reggae, it no you know, it's from Jamaica. Like, police was reggae inspired. Sting did a lot of, like, if you listen to old police stuff, he's doing a Jamaican accent in his songs. I don't know. Listen to it. You'll notice it. It's hilarious. But didn't we say that, remember, the Sting might have had a, had a pact with the devil? Like, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. and we were like, <laughs> he probably like had this, like, here, you know, sell me your soul and I will give you success for 30 years. But exactly. at the end of your career, you will have to make an album with Shaggy. And then this <laughs> thing was like, all right. All right. Oh, Shaggy, from, he's from uh, Jamaica. Scooby-Doo. So, so, so Scooby-Doo. <laughs> like Zoinks and... and, and he's like, I can do that. I can do that. I can make uh, it work. <laughs> and they, they had a uh, they had a album, which is pretty crap, in my humble opinion but then okay. they had this music video when they're just being all chummy boys running around jamaica on motorcycles and playing <laughs> pool and drinking beer and it's just like you're too old for this like, like five years ago <laughs> yeah, five yeah. years ago sting you had a beard and you made this a like, christmas like choral album of, like yeah, yeah i remember that yeah yeah, yeah. he was just and talking like, about how the importance a, of of the of the of the, the pre-christian is, yeah uh you know what was that folk tales communion and, yeah. and, and communion and stuff and it's just and like old man sting he's like slowly withering away doing these old manny songs and then what 10 years later he's like chasing girls in jamaica it makes like, no sense no no but anyway so that's, <laughs> that's what bad boys forever whatever it's called is is is, is it that's what it world. feels like it feels like people too old for people are too old for doing. this and it's just like <laughs> hmm. stop speak uh, okay yeah, well, well speaking of which uh, Rambo. Are you going to talk about that? I've never seen a single Rambo movie. What? what? Not one. That's crazy. I have I zero. I seen Am- Rambo. Nope. Ambo. I've seen many parodies of it. I've seen references to it, but I've never seen... 
There was nothing about a Rambo movie. There was nothing about a serious action movie with Sylvester Stallone that interests me. I don't know. I think you should I, probably watch First Blood, the first one. I feel like you need to watch it just to be like aware of the yeah. cultural significance. That's the thing. I've seen so great. much that it's referencing it. It's like a I have a feeling like I've seen the movie. I know, I know. But the first one isn't about, you know, like, you know how sequels happen. Yeah, there's like always the, more and more sequels. They turn more and more crazy and Rambo turns into more and more of a Superman character. But in the first yes. one, he's just he's just a soldier with PTSD comes to a town True. and the sheriff hates him. He doesn't like him. He doesn't want him to stay in the town. Mm-hmm. And then they trigger him and then he goes nuts. He goes tribal. And then he runs into the forest and the cops are trying to take him down, but they can't because they don't know who they're dealing with. Oh. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I watched Ben Affleck in this movie. So it's kind of sad. It's sad. Though. <laughs> it's, it's a sad <laughs> movie. It's not, there are no stuff. heroes in that film. I see. When I, see, I was I a kid was my favorite. What, Rambo? Remember First two? Blood? Oh, Rambo 2, two. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I it had a great pro-American uh, message at the end. It was fantastic. Was it? Yeah. I remember it was like very... I, I thought I it was like... Pr- I played Broforce, so I'm pretty sure I'm familiar. No, I, I, I'll oh, yeah. watch it. Okay. It's written can... by James Cameron. What? Really? The second Rambo is. Yeah. Oh, okay. He, yeah, what are you guys, the sequel man. What are some uh, movies that we are interested in coming up? Uh, well, <laughs> the lighthouse. Of, obviously. The obviously, besides yeah, obviously. besides lighthouse, there's a there's a movie that I want to, talk, to have on my list here. Number two trailer mm-hmm. came out for Jojo Rabbit by Taika Waititi, and it is ah, I am Taika's making a new movie, huh? Yeah, did you see the trailer? I did not. It it feels like the the dictator Charlie Chaplin, of course. Oh, this is this is much more darker. Huh. It's it's basically a what a Hitler's Jungen was was you know the. What was, what was that called? The the communist kind of where all the children, like the Hitler's children or whatever, the, the group. Children? And he's a, little, he's a little child there, but he's not really feeling it because he, I think he makes friends with a little Jewish girl that his mother's hiding in the attic. And he has imaginary friend, the Hitler, played by Taika Waititi. So. Oh, interesting. Ah. So it's going to be, who is a Maori Jew? So it's going to be interesting. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> Uh, is, I, I don't uh, know what to expect of it, but I loved anything he's done before. So when's it coming out? Sometime this year, I think. All right. I would like to see a movie. Which one? Christian Christian Bale. Oh yeah, and that's right. You saw the trailer of it before we watched something. What, what movie is this? Called? Just give me one second to see. What Isn't it Ford is. versus Ferrari? That's oh yeah, the car thing. Yes. The car really thing, like yeah. That. That's exactly what that's what it's called. The car thing. The car thing. This movie I'm Christian Bale. for sure interested in it. New Pixar movie, The Car Thing. And we'll see when it comes out. It says it's slotted for November. Okay. So it might so be like No, but it, it's a it's a it's a it's Oscar Baity kind of movie. Those get like a limited release, like in the uh, US before sure? the Oscars. And oh. then we'll get them probably January, February. That's what always happens. Like I have so many movies I want to watch. They look amazing, but you have to wait usually by January or February, so it comes to you. <laughs> You'd think people in the Academy would get but catch wind him. of this and go you think, like, You oh. think it'll be late because it's Oscar-y? No, no. The, the thing is that these movies, the release, it's very strategic. They, um, it's, it's made sometime during the year, and then they push the release towards the end, so it's fresh in the minds of the Academy. But they don't have a. It's a smaller movie, so they don't have a lot of. Lot of maybe this one, not specifically. But there's, well, this one's there's a hundred mil budget, and it's it just says here it's scheduled to be okay. released in the United States. It could be. It could be. I'm just. 15. I'm just. 
I've had experiences like this yeah. before. That when I, when I <laughs> well, if we can't, then I guess you know that's okay. January fun. But we can watch what comes out on Netflix in a couple of weeks. It's oh. uh, Between Two Ferns, the movie. Oh, <laughs> oh, they made a movie that, huh? Yeah, they made a movie, and uh, I'm going to watch it because I love Between <laughs> Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis. That is like I hope this is going to be a. I just saw done clips. That's all film, I saw. Though. What and not you know like just filler film. Well, the trailer yeah it's going to be a filler trailer because the trailer <laughs> is um, he has to go like to save the show he has to go on the road and interview celebrities and half of the trailer is the classic you know format of him interview. interviewing me awkwardly and then the rest is like road trip madness okay huh. so it's like we'll the hangover. I guess. But the Hangover 1 is good. <laughs> it was okay. And then... Wait, but it was funny. What, what, we're not going to have this fight here. Oh, Jake, Everybody, make a poll on Instagram and say, was the Hangover funny? Yes, no. We'll see. <laughs> That's it. This is two. Yes, no. It's <laughs> uh, the two. <laughs> you know what to say? Uh, me and Paolo went to Graz, Austria, uh, for our vacation for a couple of days. Gotta say, I really liked. I really liked Graz, you know, because I'm used to going to Vienna, Austria, mm-hmm. and Graz felt like a, like a, like a, like a toned down version of it in the sense of like it was cleaner, smaller, chiller. It was, it was pretty cool. nice. I'd like to go. It was pretty. Arnold Schwarzenegger is from there. Oh, oh is there an Arnold Museum? There yes, there is, Tim. How did you? You know? didn't go. How do you didn't go, Jacob? No, no, because it was very complicated to get there because it's literally. His old house where he grew up, oh. they made it into a museum. And I looked at some photos. It's a little cheesy. Like the Terminator <laughs> in his bedroom and th- oh, really? things like this. Oh, I thought it was going to be like, you know, pristine. No. How he left it when he moved house. They put That's the Terminator oh. in there. They put, they put like a statue of him as, you know, the Terminator, the Terminator skeletal, you know, lame. structure, uh, pictures. And, and, oh, and then they have like a little recreation of like, this is his office, uh, you know, in California when he was governor. And it's like this, his office is literally in his room. Like, you know, oh, they just, house. They just shove <laughs> oh, it in there no. with the chair and everything. But that's so funny because, you know, it's our very Arnold. That's it true. is very Arnold. It's very Arnold. It is very Arnold. So unfortunately, I, I, I hope we there. get to talk about some Arnold movies in this oh, show. Well, we must. Commando has to weave in one point or another. <laughs> There's just no way of avoiding I mean, I was that. thinking of even like doing it with this because it's like, I guess, similar in the sense of like some of the settings and some of the action but it, it wouldn't it wouldn't fly for this movie yeah but it, it's i guess it's a little bit true but it may be eh, maybe per, per, i don't know who cares it has to be I, something a little more funny yeah. i have to say that um true lies true lies is so good have you seen it tim i like to say that i did because i remember you guys talking about true lies and also talking about the last action hero oh that's a great film but i might have been like a like a weird Arnold, like, watch all the movies that I missed week, and I okay. think it might be, like, mumble-jumbled all together, except all I remember is that stupid Christmas movie when he's, like, a regular American man. While he's... <laughs> yes. And that, that, was, that his, was a bizarre uh, world. I've so got I think to get a... Turbo Man. I Jingle work. all the way for Jake yeah. Lloyd. Yeah, that was, that was, that was bizarre. Turbo Man. I want to say that um, drinking this Chipotle Porter, Chipotle, mm-hmm. Chipotle, Chipotle, Porter. Um, if you are at a restaurant or a bar on a date with a girl mm-hmm. or with a guy, 
Um, do not order this beer. It is very burpy. I have been struggling not really? to burp into the microphone for the last half an hour. Uh, <laughs> I feel like all these beers are burpy. We're burping it up here. That's true. It's disgusting. You wouldn't know because I edited it out. But That's true. Yeah. That's Thank true. You, we, we, you are saint. You. Who knows? Saint um, Shall we move on to our Yeah. Movie? I think sure. so. I think so. I'm looking yeah. forward to this, to talking about this movie because Good. it was a I'm far glad. more exciting experience. Good. I'm so glad. So this is a movie I really wanted to share with you guys because it's a movie I really like. And I... Um, Wait, you watched this before? Yeah. What? You're not, you're not allowed to do that? You're not allowed to do that, Tim? No, you are allowed, obviously, because we did it with Reservoir Dogs. But let's not make it a rule. Reservoir, it's not a rule. I'm just saying that I wanted a movie to share with you guys, and I've seen this one before. It's true. It's true. Uh, look, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being bossy here. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just thinking. Oh, okay. But let's let's try to watch something like, we all three haven't seen. Maybe. Uh-huh, maybe. Something brand okay, new. but but I mean, yeah, but I mean, but it's also you can do this, obviously, because I'm glad you shared this with movie. Like, yeah, but we also did remember like the host also is like, hey, here's a movie that I like. I want to see. What yeah, you exactly. Think. It's true. A, it is true. Case, it is true. Let the man have his film. Yes, let him have it. Show us let the, the film. man have his film, Jacob. So give this it to is us. a movie that I picked. What's it called? Tri- Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the thing is that usually Phil was the sober one, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I know this is this is ridiculous. I'm sorry. What's it's good. It's good. called? Okay, listen. I apologize. I'll tell you what it's called in a few moments. First, I want to tell you how I even got to this movie years ago. It's true. From what's the director's name? Well, his name is J.C. Chander. Thank you so yeah, much. How do you get to know J.C. Chander's movie? Chandler's movie. Well, <laughs> Chander. A couple of years ago, uh, you Tim, I believe, and I also heard from Phil, but I think from you first about this. I'm not sure if they're like a studio or a distributor, but they're called A24 Films. Ah, oh, bless my heart, I love them. And yeah, A24. They sound like <laughs> steak sauce. And listen, uh, I was A1 like, you know, steak I want to watch a movie. I want to watch a movie that's good. I have trouble sometimes finding good movies to watch because I'm not so knowledgeable of where to go and who to look for. But you told me about A24, and I was scrolling through the site and reading synopses, mm-hmm. and I wanted to just go find a movie and just read the bio, not the bio, the synopsis, just to get a feel, see maybe an image of the movie, and just see it. Mm-hmm. And um, this is a movie that popped up. Yes. And I read, uh, read the bio, read the synopsis, and I was like, hmm, this seems like an interesting film to check out, I do like sort of movies that uh, have like some criminal elements, and, you know, <laughs> the mobs. I want to see some criminal activities. I want to yeah, learn. Yeah, so Jacob is a, a big criminal well. man. Exactly. <laughs> you guys know me. By the way, this happened exactly on another podcast we did. I said the same exact thing. I was like, I like movies with crime in them because it's interesting. And you guys are like, oh, he's going to do criminal things. No, no, you no, like to no watch criminal that. things. No one said that. You, you uh, simply said you like, like to watch, watch. criminal things. No one said true. you like to do crimes. You're uh-huh. too, you're too of a coward to do criminal things. So you want to watch other people <laughs> so do it. Other and then you're a criminal, uh, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think it was also at the time that Star Wars came out. I believe Star Wars Seven. So I'd heard of Oscar Isaac's, mm-hmm. not Jason Isaac. Isaac. Uh, Oscar Isaac. That explains some things. <laughs> Oscar Isaac, no S. Nope. Interesting. Yeah, so I heard about him and I liked him in Star Wars and I thought, hey, this is a movie that could be interesting. And I really liked it. So A Most Violent Year is set in 1981 New York and is uh, 
reportedly, I think, one of the years that had the most violence uh, or crimes, violent crimes. It was? I thought it I was towards, so. like, the 90s when, when, and then they had to, like... Because I, I was really interested in this topic, like, a year mm-hmm. ago. I was researching, like, how the crime got up and how it subsided and everything. I was super interested in New York crime rates mm-hmm. for some reason. I don't know why. Well, I don't know. I think I read something mm-hmm. that the 80s were pretty bad, um compared to the there 90s were. there were like all the all the all the people moved into suburbs and then downtown and all the areas hmm. you know yeah. just devolved into crime activity and squatters and it was just it was insane like all those crazy movies you know i, I love that aesthetic of the you know <laughs> the newspapers flying through the new york city yeah, people yeah. in trench coats walking around and there's the, somebody's the grime, about to stab them for like a watch yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and uh, uh the movie is about a man named Abel Morales, who is an owner of a business which sells oil. It's a competitive industry. and For, for Abel, like trucks? No, no, for heating, right? Yeah, for heating. Uh, I think like, yeah, oil for heating and they... It's like non-refined oil, right? I think so. Crude oil, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And his business at the moment is, you know, transporting this oil across town. He has a lot of trucks. That's the face, his business. And he's competing with other... Uh, you know, oil transporters in the city. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the premise of the story really is Abel trying to trying to run his business in the most, you know, morally right way, or in a sense, like he's trying to do things correctly, uh, but also slowly realizing how complex the situation can get when you're dealing with money, when you're dealing with competitors. And over time in the film, he realizes just how much you sometimes have to delve deep into this world in order to succeed um, mm. in this business or in any business. And that's really the story. And it follows the relationship with him and his wife, his family, his business, and how he's dealing with um, his his trucks. His drivers are getting attacked by presumably his competitors yeah. and yeah. stealing his oil, which is a problem for him. But it's also a problem because the beginning of the film is Abel trying to um, close a deal on a very valuable piece of property where he can expand his business. And if he if he gets this property, he'll be able to have much more control and probably even you know kill some competition and yeah. really grow his company. So yeah. the movie really plays with the idea of him. You know, the, the the ticking time bomb is him having to get this deal, having to get the money, secure the money, while also dealing with these attacks on his drivers and how to, you know, uh, solve these problems while he's trying to be sort of the right, uh, the guy with, um, the guy with uh, the correct sort of answers and how to solve these mm-hmm. problems. So, so that's the premise. And mm. uh, first question is, same thing like last time, what did you guys expect See, maybe reading the premise or or hearing the suggestion of the film, what did you guys think you were in for? Um, Tim, you I can thought, go first. Okay, thank you, Phil. Uh, I, I thought it was going to be like a gangster movie. Like he's going to be some shady deal man who has shady deals and his wife doesn't know about it. And then she finds out and it's like, oh, you shady deal man. He's like, I can take care of these shady deals. And then all goes to hell. That was my hmm. impression when I saw the poster because that's the only thing I saw. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw, like, I just Googled it once. And so I saw some screenshots and I saw the poster. And my interpretation was that because it was called A Most Violent Year, I thought it was going to be like an 
a clip show. You, you know what I mean? Like just it's going to be different cast members and different uh, stories. Uh, kind oh, of like uh, uh, actually. Yeah, something like that. And I thought it was going to be like, oh, because it was such a violent year, there's going to be so many different scenarios. Oh, man, there's that one movie, Stories Crash, concerned. that everyone hates. Yeah, yeah, I Oscar. watched it. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, that won an Oscar, right? I it did. Pissed off Oscar of it. bait, baby. And, it, and it, was, it was the same thing. It was like weird criminal-ish activities, use stories. The city. Yeah, yeah, racism. That's a that was a big theme. In yeah, that movie. yeah, but it was it was all on too much on the nose. Watch Babel instead. That's that's a good movie. Right, that was directed by Alejandro Iñárritu, wasn't Inaratu, it? Iñárritu, yes, yes. All right. So, well, um, so, okay, so you had two different very two different expectations, which is interesting. Yeah, very yeah. different. Um, yeah. So so watching the film, I want to know what was your guys' take on the premise of the film because I think it's an actually an unusual premise, and that's why I like. Yeah, it. it is. It is. I didn't think of it being this this kind of a story. I didn't think of it having to deal with. Uh, something as dare I say it mundane as mm-hmm. um running a business in, running a business for heating oil, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. oil for for a certain yeah, heating. And um I also didn't think it was going to feel like the Godfather Part Two <laughs> as much as it did. <laughs> but it's um, the haircuts, it did. man. The, oh the yeah, production, yeah, yeah, yeah. The production value on this movie was great. I mean, there were not not a lot of beauty shots of old school New York. True, but the sets that they dressed, you know, like which is a little bit easier because you just go to run run down parts of the city. But it felt yeah, really weird, like even the subway and everything. It was like it was yeah. just like I was like in New York, like and well, I was never there. But I know, from I know, the movies, but that's how I remember. But it. I have to say, I can't, I can't give it a credit over. Um, once upon a time in Hollywood, like that made me feel like it was 1969. That's this true. one, unfortunately, didn't didn't reach that level for me. Oh yeah, I, but, I, but, but maybe because I am a sucker for that era. I am. I am. What 1980? Dude, from 1978 to 1992, New York slash Chicago is just like my jam. The wow, boxy, the 80s, the huh? The boxy car cops running around, just trash everywhere, hobos with the everyone you know, smoking. Everyone's smoking trendy The malls. Codes, so so the you huge did like haircuts. Strangers Things, right? No, no, no. That's 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 the suburban America. I've I I have no connection oh, to about the, the big cities. Big cities, the, the big, you know, rundown, you know, downtown. That's that's that that's that's where like there's a specific vibe to it, like watching shitty movies on TV from like eighties. That's just like it's like it's you know, you know you're talking about the weird Spielberg thing you have, like this weird nostalgia tingle you get from the dust and everything that's that's what i get from watching like i don't get a nostalgia tingle i get the opposite i get (laughs) terribly depressed when i see the spielberg film if anyone doesn't know this like the spielberg unholy trilogy for me is jaws et and close encounters of the third kind and every time i watch any of those movies i just feel bad and depressed afterwards even though they're all great films <laughs> okay but i guess i guess but it's a strong emotional connection that you have to that aesthetic yeah. that's what i'm saying with the with like the night like like i i'll just i'll just watch heat on repeat and just like it's like uh it's so good that's my <laughs> yeah. that's my ASMR. sicario and heat there you go well I look see. sicario is different but but heat, yeah <laughs> that's 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 my asmr for that thing the the vibe is fascinating wouldn't you agree of that era uh, Dude, uh, like his haircut is perfect. Like so many times, when you have <laughs> it's a, perfect. 
it is perfect because it is it is of the time and it fits his hair perfectly. He's like the mafia, uh, uh, you know, uh, of that era. But the thing is, a lot of the times you have the protagonist, which is like a handsome actor, and they never put the stupid period haircut on them. They always yeah. do like a modern version of it. So, and here, beautiful. It's stupid, boring ass, weird haircut. <laughs> it's great. It goes right? a little bit too much on the, on the back, and it's just like perfectly like poofy. And it's just I was yeah. just. I was yep. watching Oscar's haircut the entire. I was like, "This, this is so good. I love it." Yeah. So yeah, this was uh, this is starring Oscar Isaac again, like we talked about, and it's directed by the same. Yeah, director we didn't know about the second part, but triple threat co-star is Phil Filmian, please. Jessica Chastain. Chastain, yeah, correct. We almost watched a horror movie with uh, it part two. She's in. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I mean, I heard the reviews of it part two. Tim, did you not hear that? I I, I I really want to see that movie, so I have not read anything about it. I don't know what's going on. I I really like part one. Go I, I have, it, I have a strong Go and watch it. I have a strong connection because. That's the movie. You know, you when you oh, kid, yes. you always have Oh yes, I remember the story, Tim. I remember the story. <laughs> Just tell us, tell us the story, Tim. Please tell us. No, but it's 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 it's. I'll share, tell it in short because we talked about it in a previous podcast. But it's you always have that one movie that terrifies you as a child and and basically scars you for life. And among other things, it the. Tim Curry TV series was the one that I saw. I accidentally just walked into my sister watching it and basically terrified me of taking baths for about four years because I saw the scene where he comes out of the drain. <laughs> and oh, so yeah, so I have that. a st- strong connection to to it. But um, so I was looking forward to seeing, you know, the remade stuff. And I absolutely adored that movie. So I'm mm. looking forward to part two. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, what I wanted to say was that one thing I really liked about this movie is the, how it sort of shows the underbelly of New York in a very different angle because like you said Tim there aren't really any beauty shots in New York or even like major sort of business districts so much yeah, it's yeah. really just like the the back end yeah because Jacob thought it was Chicago this entire time <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the last I think the only beauty shot is the last shot in the movie yeah 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 but that's so um, cool because you're getting a perspective of kind of what the main character how is he how he's perceiving uh, yeah. his sort of life and how he's what his daily routine looks like he's not going you know to the to the business districts he's going yeah, to his company he's not hang, hanging out with what's his name christian bale's character from the american psycho uh, Bate, uh bateman didn't see it bateman yeah yeah bateman. jason bateman <laughs> he's not with the yuppies down even though he looks like one but he's not hanging out with them he's doing he's doing the proper business exactly 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 i had a I had a personal connection to this movie. I think, I think it spoke to me. Like you know, we're talking about. Well, there's obviously you know you you talk about a movie, you talk about the uh, technical portion of it, you talk about the plot, and you talk about mm-hmm. you know your journey through it. But I think this one it had a it had a personal effect on me because of the subject, you know. And it's something that I've been thinking about for the last year. It's um, it's it's I have a weird um aversion to doing business by myself and and i've always Hmm. sort of going naturally going okay you work for someone you know you get the you get the salary and everything is safe you save some money and everything and i was really wondering to myself because i I do stuff like make music and and you know uh do videos and illustrate stuff and design things and I, i always wanted to maybe i could just work for myself you know and not and not not have a job but I always have this weird 
view of it. And I was wondering, what, why do I have that? And, and I've, I've discovered some stuff throughout the year, but then this movie kind of affirmed it definitely, is that I realized that... You'll get shot. The, in, 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 in my family, doing business is, is not frowned upon, but it's definitely discouraged. I think for my hmm. parents, it was definitely... It was something that was talked about, and, and for a very good reason, but none of our family members wanted to do business, you know, do too okay. You start your own shop or, or your firm and then you go for the long haul, you know, you, you grow and you make a big, you know, corporation or what, you know, th- that kind of dream. It was, it was never talked about. And I think because of two reasons, which I think this movie perfectly illustrates the dangers of those two things. So that's why, that's why it got me thinking about it. Oh, and the, yeah, and the really? two things is um, the risk right there's always a risk like in in this movie as well always. he's he's going he wants to expand so he takes all his life savings and he puts it as a deposit for buying the um the the land he wanted to buy the, the property and then he would get a loan for the rest of it also this hurt me personally because i'm we're buying an apartment with my wife right now and i just mm-hmm. went through the exact oh. process and i was like <gasps> This feels too familiar. Just him signing that paper with the deposit and you're like, well, <laughs> if I don't get the money from the bank, they keep the deposit and I'm screwed. And it's just like that, that, that was way too visceral for me. Like if I watched this movie like before, I would, I can feel nothing. But now right. it was just like <sighs> distressing me out just watching that. <laughs> oh man. But, you know, there's, there's always, there's always the risk and there's always an attitude doing business. You do have to risk like what he's saying in the movie. You know, if you, if you stagnate, if you don't move forward, like it's, it's not worth it. And it's just something that in our family was like, you know, you, you have to be ambitious to do that. You have to step out of your comfort zone to move forward. You have to take mm-hmm. all your money that you saved up or, and you have to risk it on something that might work out, might not work out. Well, my family was always like, you have to have stuff saved up just in the worst case scenario and also be grateful for what you have. Don't, don't mm-hmm. want to be asking for more. Don't want to be things that don't belong to you. You know, you shouldn't be dreaming of that stuff because it's risky. You know, you, you might lose and you might put your family into jeopardy or something like that, which is, mm-hmm. you know, what this man was doing. So, so that was interesting mm-hmm. to me. Mm. And then comes the second part, which is, okay, when you risk stuff, then, or you, or you do grow, you come into contact with other businesses, which you might be morally correct, or you, you want to do things according to law or according mm-hmm. to what's sort of, generally speaking right but there are other businesses you have to work with or people within your company or who don't you know work like this you have to compete mm-hmm. with not even compete with it's just that you, it's really difficult to try to keep that standard of what you think is right way of doing mm. it with other well, people because who i are think the, the, the control you lose control the the, the, the bigger you get in a and sense it's just you... the business world i remember when when you're years ago when you guys moved to Croatia you were saying your parents had an idea of opening like a bakery shop or something like Mm -hmm. a coffee shop I just remember my parents were like I was like man that's 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 bad idea because you know the corruption usually in big cities you have to pay racket and all this kind of stuff if you want to open like a a storefront you have to pay a racket to to the local mafia so so um so usually cities are you know you you have mafia in there right and the, what they do is somebody yes, opens up. in the city. Balkan is pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, it used to be a lot worse in the 70s, okay. but it's still, it's, it's actually, it's still pretty bad, especially in Balkans. It's basically, okay. you open up a, sh- you, you buy property, right? You, you open up a store. But if you want the local mafia to allow you to, to 
to work as a store there, right? And not to harass you, break your windows, or to, to do harm to you. You have to pay them a monthly fee. It's like a tax to the mafia who owns that part of town. Interesting. And, and this is like a normal practice, you know? And that's why, my, my, like, you know, our family was always like, don't do that. You don't want to be involved in that, people. Because, you know, like in his situ- situation, which we try to avoid is like, okay, you might end up in a situation where you owe them money. Or you're working with them and they are doing the illegal part and then you're, you know, part of it. Because like, we have a lot of friends and everything who did like maybe construction business or something like that. And then they weren't necessarily doing the the illegal thing. It's just they were maybe using money that, you know, this, that like they were like working with someone who gave them money that was mm-hmm. illegal. And then just by being association, you know, a lot of good friends, well, I had to like leave country or they could totally went bankrupt just because... The, wow. you know the business world is is that way and it's i just all hmm. these like thoughts that i haven't thought about since i was a kid you know that, that were put into my head just like watching this movie was just like floating up i'm like oh yeah wow. it makes sense like a lot of this the 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 issues that this main protagonist was going through were running through my head i just want to share that with you it was like yeah, that was a that's really cool experience well i wanted to say well, to well, add to that was that um you also i also learned something from the movie watching it again is that you know to be like a business oriented person you have to be a a type of person i mean you can probably learn this i'm sure but i think you also have to have some natural talent or some drive to be able to move forward as a business owner because really if you look at the movie the main character he has to be in a sense a performer he has Mm -hmm. to be someone who is going to sell something to someone in a sense he can't be on the sidelines just reacting. He has to be totally proactive. And in the movie, if you remember when he's looking for those loans, right? When yeah. the bank pulls out and he's looking for $1.5 million from wherever he can get it, you know, he he has to know how to speak and how to communicate with different people based on the context. Yeah. That takes mm. a very specific kind of person, you know? And that's, people think like, oh, yeah. running a business is just like, Maybe, you know, of course, I'm not saying that you can't run a business in your own way and it depends on the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so broad. It also really depends on what kind of business it is, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, this is totally it, broad. You know, something like uh, some local shop compared to a oil, you know, selling thing yeah. is, is very different, obviously. Right, right, right. Or, you know, doing something on the, on the internet today is much different, yeah. for instance, like freelancing or something. You this is like a racket on the uh, internet. <laughs> this, this is like a product, you know, that you are in the market and you are... You know, it sounds super easy, but then you find out, wow, you have to be a very specific kind of person to do something like that. And that's something that was interesting with the main character. He, like you said, the risk was huge because at any moment in your business, you might butt heads with a risk you have to make. And, you know, the pressure in the movie was that he had these 30 days, right, to close. And basically, if you don't close you basically you lose everything, right? So like your business can mm-hmm. grow to a point and then completely you're at risk to losing everything. So you have to know how to maneuver that. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, it's like, it's like a basic contract, you know, what, what you do, like, I mean, you know, you do it when you get a, like a house, you know, you, you sign a contract. Okay. From the buyers, they won't sell this to anyone for a month. You leave them a deposit, which will be then taken off of the main price and then within 30 days you have to get the money you know from a bank mm-hmm. or, or whatever 
but if you don't they they will keep the money and you know the thing is like it's if things are normal it's fine you know you'll get the loan or whatever but do the circumstance of this movie you know with the with the people stealing the trucks there's like a local investigator from the police who's doing who's, who's gonna you know drop some charges on him because of this thing and it's just all going mental it's like a it's like it's a yeah very stressful period for the guy so what'd you guys think like what was your experience watching the film did you like the vibe did you not like the vibe did you, did you were you interested in the subject matter what were your guys' like impressions film maybe you, you didn't say much so far. yeah sure okay well I'm sorry, guys. This just wasn't my kind of movie. Oh, okay, interesting. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, well, what did you? I not watched like? it. I don't know. Like for me, it just wasn't very interesting to keep my attention. Okay, going. <laughs> well, like so, the subject matter wasn't so interesting for you. No, like I thought it was. I thought it was fine based on what I was watching, like the narrative as far as it went, um, but. Honestly, I didn't really so get much. a lot of out of it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Well, okay. Yeah. That's okay. fair enough. Is there, is there anything specific that was going on through your head as you were watching it? I mean, it's just like, man, this guy gets entangled in a lot of things that he really <laughs> didn't want to do. So Did you feel like they that's had about a, a journey or not really? Did he? I mean, I think his wife had more of a thing to like you know she like what was it what was it she did she um well she like evaded well not evaded taxes but no, she no, sort of she, yeah she basically saved up sort of trickling down writing off stuff you know mm-hmm. monthly so it goes to a different account which is not belonging mm-hmm. to the company yeah. so in the worst case scenario he loses everything they still have some money yeah yeah, yeah. right and that kind of happened and um oh, yeah i don't know man i mean it's just a little bit like I felt like it was just a little bit too. It didn't hook me in very much. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. That's interesting. I'm sorry about that. Like that's, that's just, okay. That's it must be a mean. personal thing because I was like, I was just like, in within like 15 minutes, I was just like, mm-hmm. it was, it was, a, it was a, it was a like a emotional and personal journey. I was going with a character, which is really interesting because one thing is that you never get to hear his motivation of why he is like that. Like we, re- right. we, we started watching, um, Mad Men with, 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 with my wife, you know, like an episode. Oh yeah. Night. Jake, you watched all of Mad Men. And, I uh, the, you know, you have like a little, it's like, <laughs> it's, it, it, you know, it's an explanation of Don, you know, like you have the flashbacks of him being a kid and everything. I was really expecting, cause like in Hollywood movies, you get to get that lot. Like you're, you're, you're pushed into this water of unknown, and you get this character, and you get to feel him, you understand, and then you're mm-hmm. like, "Why are they like that?" And then usually towards the end, you get like a flashback, or somebody tells them about their child. Usually, like there's a childhood explanation. Why is this person motivated for these actions he does? And he's very specific of this, you know. But here we never get that. There's even a point in the see uh, uh, in the movie where I don't know, it's his lawyer or lawyer, someone yeah. who's in the company. He's asking him, like, "Why are you doing this? Like, why are you? What's motivating you to?" To do all business, of this, yeah, yeah this wh- why this business? Why do you want to expand it? What's and it, it's just he never answers. You never get an answer. But you, that's you what just, I like about it. You just never know why he's doing all this. But he's like super determined, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to make a parallel with the previous film, I feel like we were talking about criti- critiquing the Ben Affleck, you know, yeah. switcheroo <laughs> into greed. 
I think this movie is a good example of the character slowly giving in to some of his, uh, you know, um, not necessarily standing by all his principles that yeah. are very clear at the beginning of the film. Uh, he he realizes that, you know, slowly throughout the movie, he's sort of giving up away these principles. And towards the end, you realize that in a way, you know, he's become desensitized to some of these things that before he was very um, against careful about. Yeah. I, I don't it's, think it's like that, the guns. I, no I don't using think it's guns. that that kind of. Um, I, I think it's meant that way because remember towards the end he's talking to the cop guy and he's he mm-hmm. he says I always try to do the the most right way. He's not saying mm-hmm. I'm I'm a like yeah that's you, one of the last lines ultimate right like I'm not doing mm-hmm. I think and that I think that's a theme because you have a lot of uh, scenes in this movie where. He has a, a certain way he wants to do things. Like mm-hmm. I'll give you an example when when his wife tells him about the money she did, right? And he freaks mm-hmm. out. He's yelling at her. They're fighting. You know, they pull out all the classical couples. You know, you're stealing from us. Yeah, like all the like oh like a whore or whatever. You know, they they they're fighting. And then you know the next morning he's like, oh, we'll use the money. You know, he he thought about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I love that. It like that he's and that, I think that really shows his character. He is. He's very motivated, like he wants to do with the business and he, he's not specific like his, in his moral code, like this is the right, 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 mm-hmm. right, and I will never drift from it. He's like, I will go the best I can and then, you know, right. whatever uh, to get to achieve my goal. You know, I'm not going to go anything to achieve my goal, but just the best way. And I think that that yeah. was pretty cool. Well, I think it's interesting you pointed out because I think for me, the movie was a different experience on the second viewing. Um, I will be honest, the first viewing was stronger, the impression left on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film felt like it had more of an edge and I felt like some of these things we're talking about like were punchier when I was watching them. True. The second time around, I feel like the movie's premise is interesting and what we're talking about is interesting and it's very well done. And it's I like the movie a lot, but I think that it wasn't as quite as strong. But what I wanted to say about this point you're making about him, you know, doing things the most right way, maybe that's also one way to read the film. I think I read it more like that this time around because the first time I read it more like I explained earlier was that he sort of has this like loosening up of his morals mm-hmm. or principles. But this time watching around, I realized that it's actually a lot more vague if you think about it. It's not very clear. It's ambiguous yeah. as to like what exactly is this man after? And like it's for you to judge like, hey, you know, is he becoming desensitized or maybe yeah. he is doing the right thing or is he doing the best he can? You know, should have he used that money? Should have not have used that money? You know, it, it's it leaves it. Yeah. Very well, what much about the people who are working? Who you remember those guys who like carjacked, like yeah, the yeah, the trucks, the, the two the trucks, yeah, the, the, yeah, his his drugs, trucks, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about who the carjacked the trucks? And Six and then at the end of the and and at the end he like chases the the dude with the mustache mm-hmm. and then he corners him and then the guy is like i don't work for anybody i was kind of confused about that part well because the thing is like earlier when i was watching this uh not earlier but the last last viewing i had of this movie i interpreted it like oh this is his you know sort of like going too deep and taking things into his hand to in his own hands too much and being oh, almost really? violent right that's what i thought but then on the second viewing i realized like 
But then again, maybe he just really wants to just see who these people are. You know, if no one else is going to do it, the cops aren't helping and the legal system isn't yeah, helping. Yeah, he might him. as well do it. He might as well just find out mm. who this is because his interest is his business and, you know, moving forward and, you know, ultimately, I guess, getting some justice for being, um, yeah. having his things stolen from him. But you well, said, Phil, that you didn't understand the guy saying he doesn't work for anyone. I think the guy basically is like an independent, you know, <laughs> contract. He's, he's Contractor. Just he's just a thief that yeah. steals stuff. And if there's a market for it, and there was a market for this oil because uh, yeah, competitors yeah, were yeah. buying for it. And that, that was the thing because he was obsessed that one of his competitors is doing this on purpose to try and drive mm-hmm. him out of business. And like they, but that, that was the reveal, you know? Yeah. So this thief was just basically like stealing random oil trucks and saying, like, hey, you know, if you want to buy this oil, you don't have to go through all the process. You just buy this finished. Yeah. Oil. And I think that's a that's a nice layer to the to the movie. It's the commentary on you know the, the title, the most violent year. Oh, you know, it is a violent yeah. New York. That people, this is what they do. They would just steal trucks, you know, and, and then the police wouldn't care, and it's just like a normal thing because you have too much rape and murder around town. So mm-hmm. some guys. But I, 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 there's a few things I wanted to say. What uh, the things you 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 touched upon? I really. The, you know, like in movies, when you have the interrogation scene, and usually it's your protagonist or being interrogated, or the protagonist interrogated, like who do you work for? Who is it that you know they torture them or hit them, and you're trying to get the information out of it? I've always been. It felt very tropey. It felt very like tropey. oh, I'm just waiting for the moment for them to say who it was, right? Like just like oh, just just say it. It doesn't matter. Oh, they won't say it. it doesn't. It felt right, right, I was yeah, never yeah. connected to it. But being with this character throughout the entire movie and and kind of feeling his journey of how he has to deal with things, I was I was actually feeling through the integration like I felt him really trying to get the answer. And then when he stops towards the end, like I'm not going to kill mm-hmm. this guy to get it out of him. Like right. I really fell through that journey. And then you know he gets the, gets the reward for being. You know, not, not the killer, and lets the guy go as he tells him. You know, who, who what's the situation? But like, I actually felt that moment. That was that was really mm-hmm. interesting. That something yeah. that I've seen like a zillion times and had no <laughs> yeah. connection to it. That just because of the context, it, it worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For so, sure. uh, and the other thing is that um, those guys, those those thieves, I just absolutely love that that scene where they're going to steal from the other guy who who came back who was hit first and he had the gun yeah he got hit the driver man. that was amazing scene when they're shooting each other because i'm just like so sick of like super clean action scenes you know when like like the way the movie we saw before like the john wick stuff when everyone's like a super professional just like same like, director though that's true that's true but <laughs> that is true just the incompetence of that action scene of them no one wants to shoot no one wants to die there you know they're just shouting at each other and they're like, man, let me just have the truck. It's like, no, leave me alone. And they're just firing guns at each other. And just the chaos and the realness of that scene. And then they all, all three of them start running. I was like, yeah, that's pretty much how most of shoots out goes out. It's not like a YouTube, you know, action <laughs> short. YouTube, yeah. I'm just like, For I'm sure. sick of action YouTube shorts when you're just like splattering blood everywhere. It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm done. I'm done. I want to see this. You know, like when, did you ever see... Uh, Spielberg's Lincoln movie? No, I, I should watch it though. There's an amazing nope. scene where where they try to kill Lincoln, and he, and, the, and the guy comes up, and it's like this is you know old times with sh- shitty guns, and he comes up to the dude, and he's like you know says some kind of line, he's gonna die, and then he and his gun jams, 
and it's just amazing. It's just like the just you know the situation. It's not like a bam 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 you know action yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that. That was really good. It's believable. John Wilkes Booth. But yeah, I mean, exactly. like, I think uh, any other impressions for me, something that really uh, stuck out. Yeah, I'm for sorry, me. guys. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but like, I'm just sorry. Like for me, I watched it. I thought it was all right, but other than that, it wasn't super. Um, That's okay. Impacting I mean, for me. you know, like what I said, all my experiences come from real life. You know, getting mortgages and stuff like that. So if you haven't yeah. experienced that that part of life, maybe you know it's not something you connect to like at all. Ah, uh, okay. So if you're a baby, you won't like this. Babies don't like this movie, apparently. No. So don't take your babies. Yep. There's there's um, a scene in this uh, in this movie that also triggered some stuff for okay. me. There's this pep talk to the new sales force. Mm-hmm. It's just <laughs> it's just that you know I, I I worked in retail, and and I had interviews for retail, and it's just it's just the worst. Like I don't I don't know if you ever guys had an interview Never. In, in a store. No, no. And you go in there. We're in the bourgeois. Yes, yes. And and I remember going to. This one time I was I had this store in a video game store and I was just sick of this place. You mean you had a job in the video game store? Uh, sorry, did I, did I say a store, a job, yeah. a video game. You store. had a but, store in the store. Um, <laughs> I want to I want to get a new job and then I didn't have enough like to to get like a you know sort of like a art kind of kind of job but but I wanted something close and I wanted oh, I'll just work at the photocopy place and I'll just do Photoshop or something like that right mm-hmm. yeah but there was no. Uh, positions like that but there was just like uh, the clerk at the front desk right and I thought mm-hmm. well, I'll get there first I'll show off my photoshop skills and I'll move in the back right yeah that, that was my, that was show my thing okay so so I went for the interview and I just remember and it's just the person who's there and they bring you people bring you like I'll print me this or here are my photos and uh, which is the best Found way it. to print it out and I had knowledge of that. I, you know, I printed st- stuff and yeah, this yeah. is what I thought, right? So I thought like I was mm-hmm. pretty confident. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a normal human being and I will know the technical difficult, uh, you know, details for people. The risks. So I come to the interview in the back and there's like, there's three, there's one lady and two dudes in suits. I'm like, what the hell is this? And the guys, and he does this classic thing. That, and if you listeners ever went to an interview job where you work in retail and you have to sell anything. Mm-hmm. <sighs> And he goes and, and takes his pencil and he's like, sell me this pencil. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. This, is, this is the worst you get. And you're no. like, oh, this is so cheesy and so lame. And he's like, I like, and I'm, I'm like. What did you do, by the way? I don't remember, man. I think I just went like, um, what's practical? I just went technical on it. I was like, oh, okay, that's okay. It doesn't know. It's because, <laughs> because I talked to my idiot manager at the at the um, there's long stories about this guy i've talked about him old poor but i'm not gonna bring out this 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 dude but he's like oh, i'll tell you the secrets man it's like you know the old, always closing secrets you know the sales <laughs> yeah and he's like you know what you should you should have done is like um you need to take them away from them you need to he, he always told me at the video stare if somebody if somebody comes and and, and take they take a game and put it on the counter they want to buy it you always take them from them. Or they ask for a game, you show them, and you always take them. Because psychologically, they'll want it back because you're taking it from them. And that's why they'll buy it. Okay. What? what? I'm just like this, these pseudo bullshit psychological, psychological. It's just like, I'm like, man, I don't care. Like, I, I don't, no, no. Like I, I will explain what the game is. And if they like it, they'll buy it. I'm not going to do these stupid ass tricks. 
And just his, his, whole, <laughs> yeah. his whole speech of that whole thing, like look him in the eye, making him comfortable. I just love that stuff. That's like such an 80s. It is 80s, man. but I, I liked it though because it sort of showed that he was very, you know, hands-on with his business and he was like, you know, wanting to... Oh, he's super hands-on. Yeah. yeah. His business was like everything. He knew everyone's name, the driver's yep. name. Yep. Oh, yeah, interesting. It's like I, a I caring, caring boss. I, I mean, I like that because he's trying hard. He's trying hard. That's what it is. It's true. Uh, I'm most violent ear. He's trying hard. It is true. Yeah. He's trying hard. I'm uh, a little bit worried at the end when uh, the man who ran from the police comes with a gun. Yeah. I was scared it's going to be Kevin Smith indie movie ending that we talked about <laughs> me before. Too. He's going to shoot the Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. Me too. Me too. I, I got stressed out. Yeah, I mean, the suicide I isn't it. the best either, but it's. I, think I was, it's I was than... literally like, when I was watching the movie, I was literally having my hand out, going, "No, no, 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 <laughs> no!" Don't I'm, ruin I'm the not movie. Quite yeah. Sure. If like, I'm not quite sure what the suicide was supposed to sort of. I mean, he got beat up twice. It didn't feel like it was that big of a deal, but I understand. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the beat up thing. He just didn't want to go to jail. That was right, the thing. Right. He just didn't he want also... to go to jail. They also Which I don't understand. He, would it be that bad because you didn't shoot anyone? You just have to so either, you know, like yeah. I feel like maybe the I thought character, you could be cleared by by that, you know, because considering the or get like a, a couple of months and then you right, know, yeah, right. probation or something. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really. It's like was it was it that bad? Like there's there's murders going on. <laughs> just the I dude. think that the character, the driver who got beat up twice, mm-hmm. they alluded to remember him wanting him aspiring to the levels. That Jason oh. Isaac. Oh, shit. I guess you think you Jason Oscar <laughs> Isaac. I can't do it. Jason Isaac. Oscar Hello, Isaac. Jason Isaacs. The status that he achieved you know, mm-hmm. through his hard work. The other character, the driver, wanted to also achieve that, and there was just some kind of a. I guess the idea was a me- mental breakdown where he just felt like he had so much bad luck, you know, oh, getting yeah. beat up. Uh, not be, not succeeding, not moving forward. Remember earlier he asks him, he's like, hey, are you think I can move to sales? And he's like, no. Yeah. He's like, yeah. you can't. And, you know, feeling defeated. So I guess they were playing on that sort of... Like, I guess he lost, like he thinks he lost all the chances. Like, if he goes yeah. to jail, he'll never be salesman. I think and that, that was, was interesting. And there was like a... There was, there was another... Um, yeah, and then when he shoots himself, I, I guess you, you, you get the reveal of Oscar Isaac... You know his true, well, not him, but the the, the characters. Because <laughs> uh, remember, he like the he shoots a hole in the oil drum, yeah, and then he yeah. just puts up like like that. Yeah, he's just about yeah, the business. Yeah, yeah. He, he's he, honest he's, with he's people. More concerned about that. Yeah, not more concerned, but that's his like that's his primary objective. Everything else is. Yeah, primary, yeah. He, he wants to do it the right way, but he's still you know like. Yeah, on a second viewing, uh, I had that similar interpretation, but on the first viewing, I looked at it more extreme, like. Oh, you know, now he's so corrupt in a sense oh. that he doesn't care about people. Oh. Yeah, yeah, the oil like the is black important. and white kind of thing. But then again, yeah. at the same time, when I was watching it, I thought, I mean, he's already dead. I think the most urgent situation. I mean, right yeah, if you think about it, that's right. You shouldn't put a blanket in his eye, like like whole face hole. Like that's not gonna help him. Like, oh, let me stop yeah. this bleeding. So, but I like that they kept that kind of ambiguous yeah. because you can interpret it how you want. It reminded me of uh, of another movie that. It's not Sicario, obviously. Um, that that Sicario right now, again? No, yeah, no, okay, I'm no. joking. I'm joking. No, no. But another movie that <laughs> sort of deals with a businessman and a driven man like this. It's a little bit different, 
but I think it's worth if you like the theme of this, Jacob. You should watch um, Poop. Poop. Oh, is that what it is? Poop. No, it's when not did it come out? out? It's um, ooh, there will be blood. Yeah. Oh yeah, I watched that. It, you watched what was it? it? What was it? A long it? time ago. Uh, yeah, there yeah. will be blood. Yeah. By Cohen Brothers, I believe. No, 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 no. no. What movie? What uh, movie? No, what's uh, the name? I always mix them up. Uh, sorry, I will give you all the details right now. It's Paul, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, Anderson PTA, yes. and you got Daniel Day Lewis and Paul yes. Dino, and it's 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 a very similar theme of of of, of a driven you know a businessman, and it's really cool. And it's kind of, I think he's a little bit. He's not concerned with the morality of things. He's more concerned of his business, but just I think it's a reveal well, of his different. character. It's a similar... There will be blood. Yeah, there will be blood. I remember watching similar that. Similar premise to a degree, but <laughs> you I didn't care about it. Huge different extreme. I remember all the memes. Uh, <laughs> I drink your milkshake. <laughs> I drink your milkshake. <laughs> oh, man. I like... I should watch it again. But that was, that was a more direct tale of someone, you know, kind of like going... Um, business crazy. I think yeah, there was more character reveal. Of, yeah, but there was. I think the journey was more of like finding out what's going on in this guy's head. Mm-hmm. Because compared to this, this was more or less situational. Like you never get to know who he is. You just kind of see his actions. Mm-hmm. I, it just reminded me of it. That's that's all I'm thinking here. Another thing I really liked about this movie was that, like I explained earlier, the underbelly and sort of like everything feels kind of like cold. The setting feels very cold. It also took place in winter, but yeah. I, I heard that it yeah. wasn't planned. They didn't want. Ah, they didn't okay. plan well, to I think do it, it added that way. To it, it worked out in their favor, definitely. Yeah, that's what I love about uh, the unpredictability of when you're making films. You really can't predict what's going to happen, and there's a lot of things that will be an accident. And what I love about it is that sometimes, many times, in fact, like it will work to your favor and it will make the movie better. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or for instance, like, you know, the house that they bought, it's this like very brutal architecture. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. doesn't feel yeah. at all inviting or, or even like, it doesn't feel like some I, kind I, of I didn't even think it was a house, actually. I thought it was like some kind of office. Yeah. And yeah. I like that they played on those sort of things. Or like, you know, their offices are very, you know, not at all luxurious. And yeah, a yeah. lot of it's like alleyways and talking outside and then you have the juxtaposition of remember the fancy dinner with the bank and that's oh, A's yes, yes. peak. They, oh, know. they did go to downtown once. Yeah, there yeah. you go. That's yeah. what happened. And I, I kind of like that juxtaposition and you get those different flavors. Yeah. Um, if I had uh, one mm-hmm. criticism, it would be the color grading because mm-hmm. some scenes look dark, right? amazing, but other ones when they were inside, the skin tone so yellow weird right they, yeah they look like they're all sick yeah yeah. i, I remember i was watching the movie and like Paula it was too was distracting for me and she was like why is everyone yellow <laughs> <laughs> it's just too distracting like i know they went for a different tone and sometimes outside it looks it works perfectly the skin tones look natural but like when they're inside and there's like a normal light it just everyone just looks so like one color yeah. yellowness it's, it was weird phil did you recognize an actor in this film he is the Let tennis playing business owner as well. Oh, Pete? Oh, no, Peter? I, who was that? I can't remember his name, but... Peter! He was the, no, I, was I, the I guy don't... living in the castle. Yeah, the castle, the, the security man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. But so, I, do you recognize I don't him? remember. No, I don't. Billy from Jurassic Park 3. <gasps> really? Yep. 
I watched this movie and I didn't notice. I'm pretty sure Man, it's him. Man, I've not seen him since Jurassic yeah. Park 3. Totally. Wow. Let me see. Wait, wait. Let me, let me check. Real Look quick. it up. I'm pretty sure, though. Oh. Oh, he plays in Face Off. We should watch Face Off. Sure. Yeah, I know, right? Do it. That's a crappy movie, but I love it. So anything else you guys might have, uh, any other things you wanted to comment on or no? I'm sorry, man. Movie. Like for I, me, I, I thought it was fine. I watched it. It was a little bit, it was a little bit slow for me, but I mean, that's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have much to say. And especially because you gave me these beers and I am not <laughs> having a good time. You gave me these beers. Interesting choice of words. You. Okay. So, so you. This, but Phil, how would you fix this movie? How would you make it more that is exciting? true. Um, like what, what would, what would suit you better? Like, I think it goes down to the fundamentals. I didn't know, like maybe I felt like I wasn't very clear on the situation that was going on. Cause like for me, it was just like, Not yeah, sure he means. has a, he has a business. He wants to expand on that business. <laughs> he's, business, 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 just business. The movie should be called business. A most business year. Oh, whatever, man. I mean, like, look, some people like, <laughs> you know, some people like hamburgers, some people like pizza. Look, I'm not I'm not, I'm not judging you here. I'm just curious to see. I also wonder. Like, you know, just just a little bit more like like a little more details. Like what yeah, is something yeah, yeah. like like what is fundamentally something about this film that for you doesn't doesn't speak to you, but what is something that you would want to see in a movie like this that would make you yeah. feel like, ah, oh, okay, this okay, is something okay, okay, okay. So with. The progression of the scenes, I feel like. I feel like when I was watching it, I just felt like I was being led from one scene to another and it mm-hmm. didn't feel as uh, fluid as I expected it to. So mm-hmm. I like when I was following something, it really needed my attention a lot more than I expected it to have. Which is funny compared to that I would say this was really way well well paced for a movie like this. Usually they drag a lot longer for for movies that sort of kind of want to give you the feel of a setting and the conversation and then more natural i think this one felt pretty pretty cut well you know like it was never phil that point is actually pretty legitimate on my second viewing as well i felt like the scenes kind of didn't like necessarily flow perfectly when they cut from Mm -hmm. scene to scene but i think what tied them together was the the urgency and the yeah, the things yeah. That the I can understand that. Done. Yeah. yeah, but for me, it was just I was. I'm sorry, guys. Like you can, okay. you don't have to. People, it's okay. Us, you know what? Everyone on Instagram, you can go and just write. You know how I don't pay attention <laughs> to films, uh, but like <laughs> I, okay. I was just. I it was. I watched the whole thing. Of course, I know exactly what happened in every scene. But we're for just me, curious. It was just. Yeah, not, yeah. I just didn't find it personally very interesting. Okay, that's okay. So, so it just it never. Cut your attention, so you just kind of viewed it as as a well, outside Tim, listener. I'm I'm glad that you yeah, enjoyed. Yeah, that's the kind movie. of how it felt. Yeah, and I'm glad I that I got to share a movie that I like. Um, any any final? <gasps> I have I have a note. I have a note. <gasps> mm-hmm. <Go>. <laughs> and this is going to be probably a very filled note, but um, my note was note. that <laughs> my note was that there's a wide shot when we finally get to see like at the beginning of the film, like very close to the beginning. Oscar Isaac comes in, parks his car, and you see his big house, and there's a bunch of kids mm-hmm. playing. And then you hear that stupid child stock sound. I hate it. Mm-hmm. There's a sound. There's a sound of a child going, ah! and I have that sound effect, and I'm so sick of hearing it. 
I'm, I'm gonna go check that out i want to hear uh, if i can recognize this oh man because i do have that sound and it's it's from sound ideas and um honestly like it's on veggie tales as well so it's like the same thing. <laughs> at the beginning of veggie tales you know when larry the cucumber falls down when he's playing the tuba and he gets what exhausted <laughs> and, then, and then and then all the kids start laughing that's the same sound effect oh man look as long as it's not the garage band kids <laughs> laughter i mean yeah but still that's interesting that's interesting it's good to good to yeah any final thoughts uh no oscar isaac is a great actor i really like he's yes. very charming he feels like a very down-to-earth south of Ooh, the earth way jacob, jacob you should you should mm. watch rough and you should watch a coen brothers with him uh, coen brothers coen brothers with movie with him with oscar it is called you will like this because i'll give you the premise okay um let me look it up uh, just a second because i have a trouble remembering names of such things uh, in the meantime, while you're searching for this, would you guys recommend A Most Violent Year, released in 2014, which we didn't mention? Uh, yes. Yes. But Honestly, if you, like... If, if, if you like Spider-Man 2, don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on. No, I'm no. just joking. No, no, no. But it's... Um, it's I Honestly, guess you have like, to be interested in 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 the premise. If the premise, you have to be interested. But I would, you know what? I would say, I would say yes because I'm sure there's many people who are interested in this kind of. Um, but Phil, I, I have a question. Actually, this is actually something we didn't, we didn't cover. Like, did you like the atmosphere of the movie, the tone? Well, I mean, you know me. I'm not a big fan of teal, but there's a lot of teal in this. You know okay. what I mean? Like, there's that green. There's what that about, green. like, the shots, the angles, the feel? You know, like, sort of, like... I don't know, man. The, I'm just like sorry. Like, there's something... Like, there's something about... I'm just comparing it to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I feel like that made a bigger impact on mm-hmm. how it felt like to be mm-hmm. in 1969 as opposed to this. I know that this is supposed to be 1981, but it... I mean, it had to remind me very fast like you know that it is 1981 because like it didn't feel like it to me like Mm -hmm. as much as it did and i feel like it could have been um could have been better i feel like the shots like the way the movie was presented it was like uh, and i know i'm a very big proponent of wide shots and like showing wides and Mm -hmm. and this has a lot of it but somehow it felt a little distant and i don't know what it is Hmm. Hmm. isn't that weird I guess. I don't know. I guess the setting, it's always very I guess neutral. so. I'm the misnomer in this one. I'm the outcast Because for me, like, the episode that I liked was that it's, yeah, it's like a period piece. It's set in 1981, but it's almost like that's secondary because it's like a 1981, but it's not showcasing 1981. It's just show. It's no, just no, no, no. It's telling sure. a story in like a specific sort of... Time period, uh, not time period, but a specific almost space, like, space of it space, of the time yeah. period as well. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's not like the mainstream. Right. We're going to the mall, listening to crazy eighty yeah. music. You no, just no, get no, none no. of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You get the nitty gritty background. Yeah. yeah, but sometimes when that happens, I was watching the movie and I was thinking, if that happens, um, it takes a long time. It takes a lot more brain power for you to feel like it's nineteen eighty one. At least in my really? opinion, when I was really? watching, right. I don't know if that's hmm. Because for me, like, mm. immediately it just... Because I, I felt like there. when you're, like, you're spending time with his family and then, like, the cops come to get, you know, to investigate the house when they have that birthday mm-hmm. party with for the kids and all that kind of thing. Um, 
I don't know. Like it just, to me, it felt like it had to remind me constantly that it was 1981. Really? Because I might've forgotten it. That's huh. weird. Interesting. I didn't get I that mean, I all. know that it's 1981 throughout the entire film, but I just felt like when I was seeing it, I didn't get the feeling that mm-hmm. it was 1981. Right. I, I think I, I, I understand what you, I remember in the first 15 minutes of the movie, I kept trying to figure out what year was this because first I thought it was the fifties. And then he had a Walkman and he was jogging. I'm like, this is not a 50s thing. And I was like, is this now? But <laughs> it's like retro. I think until a little bit, until I saw the actual title, I was like, oh, okay, it is in the 80s. Like, I, I right, understand why right, you're right. confused. I, but once that was set hmm. up, I was like completely on the, on board. But I did have troubles in the beginning, figure out what was the time frame of this movie. So, Jacob, the movie yeah. is called Inside Lewin Davis. Inside um, what? Inside... Uh, how do you how do you spell this? L L E Y Y N. Found it. I guess Lewin. I guess like you said. Lewin. Um, yeah, I guess it's so. uh, a week in the life of a young singer as he navigates the Green- Greenwich Village folk scene of 1961. Ah, uh, cool. Huh. It plays by and and it's it's something that I talked about last episode um, about heroes and success and stuff like that. And huh. I, I absolutely love that movie. People hate it, but I love it. So it takes place in England or no? No, no, Greenwich? no. This is this is this is a little New York. Ah, okay, okay. Cool. Yeah, like New the Bob Dylan York. scene. Definitely gonna check it out. Inside a musician, Lewin you know, Davis. Yeah, check it very out. Cool. Very I cool. think you'll enjoy that movie. Oh, cool, brothers. Nice. Said earlier. Yeah, Cohen's. Sweet. Well, boys, uh, thank you for watching my movie. Uh, yeah, uh, no you're welcome. Problem. And I'm going to share that with you guys. I wonder if there's another movie I want to show you guys, but man, that's a nice <laughs> You're going to have to wait until next time. I don't know, yeah. even know how to connect the movie with, with another film. We, we might be able to help you out. We'll see. We'll see. Or, or luck will happen again. <laughs> uh, and thank you, listeners, for yeah. listening to Twofold Podcast. I've been yeah. Jake. With me yeah. have been Tim and Phil. That's Guys, me. do we have any closing mm. remarks or anything we can share? Unfortunately, no uh, no fan mail this episode. Uh, we would love love to hear from you guys. You know, just hit us up on Instagram. Yes. iTunes reviews would be phenomenal. Oh, yeah. If you're, awesome. not, Definitely. if you're not a big fan of Instagram, apparently automatically create a Facebook page as well. So if you have Facebook, hit you us can up look there. it up there. Yeah, it's, and the it's cool there. thing is that if you hit us up on iTunes and write a review, we will read your review on the show. Of course we will. We will. We Loud and proud. Reviews. They're great. They help us and we love them. Yes. Any final mm. uh, comentaros? comentaros? Uh, no. Uh, got some oh, cool yeah. Stuff here's my, here's my thought. Here's my, here's my thought. Uh, Oscar is widely unused in the Star Wars movies. He should be more in them and be greater. Mm. <laughs> you only have so one movie cool. left, Tim, so we'll find out. <laughs> oh, I just hope they're going to be all friends together and, and have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I do. That's, That's what all I wanted we'll for the second movie. That's all I wanted all through them. And, and it Going didn't happen. It didn't no. happen. Ah, oh, damn it. Yep. It's okay. J.C. Chander will help us. Yes. J.C. Chander, king. director of Star Wars Episode Nine. I would watch that. <laughs> Sounds interesting. <laughs> that was J.J. Mimbrums. J.J. Mimbrums. J.J. Mimbrums. J.J. Mimbrums. A good man. Good anyway, man. guys, thanks uh, so much. Thanks we'll everyone. see you in two weeks. That is correct. It'll be my turn, and I do not have a good selection I of hear films. That but oh, no. in. Yeah, it's fall is the thing. Coming hard. All right, guys. Oh. Have a great two weeks. Woo! Woo!
and I really liked it. So A Most Violent Year is set in 1981 Chicago, which was, I believe, a year that Wasn't it New York? It's not New York? It's New York. It's not Chicago. You're totally right. New York (laughs) is the city. How did I think it was Chicago? I mean, it's like all the... 80s, angles, 90s, 70s cities look yeah. the same. You want me to cut it out and just say just say New York? Sure, sure. So a no. most violent... Why not? <laughs> It'll make <laughs> him look very intelligent. <laughs> sure. Once again, take an effect. No, 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 this is bad. No burps. <laughs> cut cut that out, editor. I'll, I'll cut it out. I'll cut it out. What tune is it? Uh, it's the one number five on our list. Mambo number five. <laughs> it's music featured on the show. Five. Okay, give me a second. I need to. I don't pick. I don't look at the Dropbox all the time. Ah, you should. So. It's called Two Fold Podcast.